The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hey yo, Dinlo. Hey yo, Dinlo. <laughs> oh, and if only people in Gloucester you might know. I'll tell you what. There you go. People in the chat already. I can see there's a few a few people there already. Do you know what Dinlo means? If you do, and Sharon, you can't answer. Cause no, Sharon's not. Like. Yeah, I imagine so. I imagine so. But yeah, let us know if you know what the word Dinlo means, uh, because that's what me and Maxie were talking about just before the recording. It was quite interesting. So it's not completely random, but anyway. Anyway, Maxie, I am in a fantastic mood. Pray tell why. Because you won a poll. We have I won, to watch I won a poll. ridiculous wrestling from I'll, the days I'll, of Methuselah. It was 1992. It's not like. I know. You know it's not the oldest that thing. Thirty odd <laughs> years ago. Well, there you go. That's not. That's not long. Long. <laughs> Jared, haha, <laughs> you Dinlo. <laughs> Dinlo. <laughs> and he's close as well. It means he's knobhead, close. Isn't he? With, with yeah. knobhead, yeah. Dan Griffin's close with knobhead, yeah. Okay. Mm. Apparently, it's a very Gloucester word. I have is... never, until I read it like um, over the weekend, I'd never heard of the word what's whatsoever. I remember using it in junior school. And what, that was in, very odd. Talking into the mirror. Or yeah. was it I don't think you used it in junior school. I think your teachers said it to you regularly in junior school. Yeah, that's what was, it, means, uh, it means idiot, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it means proper clown. Drongo, yeah. 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 Dinlo was actually written into the back of my uniform in case I lost it. <laughs> it was actually brought in on the label by his, his mum and dad. So yeah. They all knew they were. <laughs> Do you know it's it's come complete circle? I'll, I'll get to the reasons why I'm going to give me in a moment. But it's come complete circle now with regards to uniform. I'm now 42, and in my job now, my name is in the back of my uniform trousers <laughs> because they get because of the chemicals and so on. They get taken away and washed for us, and then returned and put back in our locker. So they got to have our name in them for them to go into the locker. So, so you know, we get our own trousers back. But yeah, it's quite funny. Like everyone's got their names stitched into their trousers. <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, but yes, I am in a very good mood. I won a poll. I'm buzzing about that. It's been a long time. Well, it feels like it's been a long time. I'm loving the image behind us as well. That, every time I look at it, it makes me smile. From uh, Pig's Bladder himself. Yeah, great uh, backing Big Bladders. Absolutely fantastic. And to this magazine Monday today, the twentieth of November. As we record 2023, it's now officially a week where we're getting brand new Doctor Who on the television. And I am so excited. Amazing. The little... And there's going to be a Christmas special as well for the first time in, in a long, long time. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. Old companions are coming back as well. You know, it's, it's going to be good, mate. Well, old doctors are coming back as well with the return of uh, Mr. Tennant, which I know will make my daughter Charlie very happy because that's her favourite doctor. You know, she absolutely adores David Tennant. So, Probably the second best doctor. Who's the first? Matt Smith. Uh, mm, no. No, I don't mind Matt Smith, but no. Maybe Christopher Eccleston then. Eccleston was great. I really liked Eccleston. Uh, Matt, Matt Smith was let down a great deal by Rory being his companion for so long because Rory was a well, uh, he was a I loved Rory. I loved Rory. Oh fuck off! Yep, Rory's outside the Pandora. Was he? He was the guy guarding the Pandorium, weren't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, Rory's Rory, an Rory was mouth, a badass. No, Rory, Rory was, was a badass. Dinlo. No. Rory was a Dinlo. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm not having that at all. Uh yes. Uh, yeah, Dinlo does mean Drongo, idiot, moron, as we said, you know, a bit dopey, whatever. And it, it's something that we're going to potentially look at in a future episode, Max, isn't it? Because this week's show is absolutely rammed. We've got so much to discuss. We need to get on with it yeah. in a moment. But yeah, the, I love the idea you've come to us with a list of words that supposedly come and are using from Gloucester to see if I know them or not what they mean. And you, you ran through four or five before we started recording? And one. You do one. I knew one. one. <laughs> I think two. Yeah. Not two. So that's not a good start. No, it's not. It's not. But it could be amusing. It could be amusing. I said we should try and coincide it with something, um, you know, big in Gloucester. Uh, and, you know, if there's some occasion coming up. So. I mean, that's the only no, thing that happens that, in Gloucester, isn't it? That's not the only thing that happens in Gloucester. I thought it shut down for 51 weeks of a year and then everyone gathered <laughs> at, at the top of the hill. Roll uh, some cheese. No, I mean, we, th- that isn't until I think May, so that's a long way away. If we wait until May, that's going to take a while. So, if we coincide it with when Gloucester City Football Club relegation is confirmed, we're probably looking at about a fortnight. So, because <laughs> <laughs> they are so terribly shit, <laughs> mate. We're 11 points adrift, rock bottom of the league. We're going yeah. down. You are, and well, it's what you get for hiring an ex Blackburn manager. Mm, yeah, yeah, ex England goalkeeper. Well. Yeah, you and on the mention of that, it. on the mention of the England national team, Tim Flowers being an ex England player. Thank you so much for people for joining us this evening. We know apparently there, well, apparently there's a football match on tonight, but it's the England national team, so that's a waste of time anyway. And they're playing some gang of pig farmers from some little shitty armpit of Eastern Europe or something. So, what's the point? And Stick with us. Half of the squad withdrew because they knew it would clash with with chain wrestling and they're secretly watching yeah so you do the right thing by sticking <laughs> dan griffin in the chat the england game is shit anyway and they're losing they're losing to macedonia Oops. why tell you what they want to do they want to get down to meadow park and see if they can call any of the gloucester boys <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs> we should start the show Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production, episode 138 overall, I think, if I've updated my little counter. I think that's right. 
It's 106 lav. Yeah, so 30-odd non-life. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're out. Okay, signed. Good. Look at me. I am Sai, and with me, as always, is the Stinger to my Minger, <laughs> the Beach Blast to my fat ass, a podcaster who has finally lost a poll because it feels like it's been fucking months. The Podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are you, sir? I mean, we did scav for quite a while, so we there did. is that. There's that stretch of, of time when I didn't defend the tile, as it were. Well, yeah. Um, like Roman yeah, Reigns. I'm, I'm a, yeah, we only showed up for the big events <laughs> and then we go away for months. Um, I have yeah, been I'm Universal really... Champion for eight years. I defended the belt twice. Eight years. Ridiculous. I have been... <laughs> Ridiculous, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's been a, another week of shitty weather. Uh, Olds, cough, splutters. But yeah, I'm doing yeah. okay. We've had that in our ice, mate. We've had that in our ice. Sharon's really poorly, you know, Liv's been a bit grotty, Charlie was really poorly as well. It hasn't hit me yet, so I'm expecting it to strike right when I'm at work, which would be amazing. Exactly. It, it, it's like a revolving circle in this house. Yeah. Uh, I'll get rid of a, a cold or, or the missus will get rid of a cold and then one of the kids will pick it up and then they'll infect someone else and then it just rolls back. It's been permanent. Yeah. 2023 can fuck off. Well, it's not far now, mate, is it? When you got what six weeks or something like that, five weeks, six glorious weeks. Yes. Do you know what's pissed me off as well? On that note, um, it's bad enough at work because the radio that's in our little room where I do my where I do my role within the company, like with the ovens and machines and the, so on. The blood drinking. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's um, <laughs> it's the radio there is only capable of picking up like four radio stations for some reason, even though it's a digital radio, I rescanned it and I think I lost one as opposed to picking up more. <laughs> <But> <laughs> made it worse. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the one that we apparently settle on and it's not my choice. The guy who, who works there with me, there's only the two of us who work in this, in this, you know, this section with the machines and that he's been there 20 odd years. He's retiring. in Seniority. April. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my place. So we have smooth FM. For the first day or two, oh, Jesus. Oh, for the first day or two, Smooth FM was okay. There's a lot of songs I knew, could have a bit of a sing along, it was all right, you know. But now, I mean, everyone's fully aware of my thoughts on Celine Dion. Um, I find myself waking up the other day humming a Celine Dion song because they play that many of them on Smooth FM. But it's got even worse this week, Max, because one lady who does like the, the sort of late morning lunchtime show. Has now started okay. playing one hour of solid Christmas music. Oh, for the fucking love of God! Yeah, it makes me ill. It makes me want to hurt yeah. people. We, uh, we've. Oh, I say we. I have had no involvement. Uh, the family have started putting Christmas decorations up, and yeah, oh, mate. I, ju- I just want to stab everyone who who does it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not a fan of Christmas, as I've made abundantly clear. Um, mm-hmm. But when when the decorations goes up, it means it's here. And yeah, I hate Christmas. Yeah, I'm not a fan, to be honest. It does frustrate me a little bit. I mean, I like Boxing Day because the football's on. I can have a few beers and so and on. Christmas that's, is that's, over. That's, yeah, well, yeah, pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much. But on that miserable, grumpy note, amazingly, because I started the show by saying I was in a great mood, let's see who's in the chat, Magsy. Let's do it. So, first of all, we've got King Pig's Bladders, who um, I think he's trying to to troll me into into singing 
a sting slash the police song, but I'm not going to do it. But I will, I'll read it out as if it was an actual message he's put. Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. Those days are wrong. Jeez. <laughs> Sting was a snarty bastard on the slower with his lyrics. He was. Um, he was. You don't have to sell your body to the gnat. Roxanne, you don't have to wear that dress to gnat. Walk the streets for money. You don't care if it's wrong or right. And then, Roxanne. Roxanne. <laughs> wow, you've got some pops on you on the slide there, sir. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, um, uh, Phil, we did mention it earlier on, sorry, but on that note, it's obviously a police song, Sting and so on. Um, for those listening on the audio version, if you've not seen it, the picture's been shared on Twitter anyway by Pigs Badders. It's fantastic stuff. It it's me with my head on Cactus Jack's body and Magsy's head on Cactus Jack's opponent, Sting. But Pigs Badders has got a bit confused and it's Sting the musician as opposed to sting the I wrestler th- i think it's it's a joke that works on a lot of levels it's numerous really levels yeah, yes really indeed. really good uh next up is sharon in the chat saying uh, it's monday night you know what that means and connor um from connor knows footer hello sir how are you he says hello hello dan griffin uh griffin griffin dan griffin uh as he's now called evening mother cluckers um king pig badders saying he- hello to all the team uh, Dan then says, Dinlaw means knobhead. Like, like we said, close. very, very close. Mm. He actually means idiot or drongo. Um, yeah. Charlie fucker. in the chat. Hello, Charlie. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Um, King Pig Badders then says, what's a twitchel then, lads? And that's Nottingham dialect. I can't really do a Nottingham accent. Um, it is answered Twitch. further down, but I don't know if you've seen it. So no. what do you think it is? I've got no idea. A twitchel? I, I don't know. This is the best guess. It's wrong, I think, but it's the best guess. Dan says, is it someone that purrs through people's windows? <laughs> it happens that much in Nottingham. They've got their own separate word for it. Exactly. Um, uh, Connor says, uh, Tennant and, uh, and Donna yep. are back. And Charlie's incredibly happy that Mr. Tennant is back as well. Um, King Pigsbatter says, no, it's just an alleyway, but I don't understand why. So like an alleyway between like two houses or between two fences, we call them ginnels. You call them what? Ginnels. Giddles like, or ginnels? Ginnels, like G-I-N-N-E-L-S. Like, or just a, just like an alleyway, like a pathway between like two buildings or two yeah. fences. Yeah, it's, it's called a ginnel. I, I wonder if Gloucester's got a specific word for it. Then I, mean, I, I always just mm. thought it was called nanny. I mean, they they may be one that you just don't know because you didn't know sixty percent of the other ones. This is true. This is true. Um, Charlie says also Doctor Donna. That's right. Was was, was Donna a, a doctor? Oh yeah, because there was she was involved in the regeneration, weren't she? There was some regeneration shenanigans, and yes. uh, there was a theme running through the season where different a- certain aliens would refer to them as the Doctor Donna, as as almost yeah. like they were combined as one, as opposed to yeah. Um, Connor says you watch your uh, Matt Smith slander, <laughs> and Dan says nobody loved Rory, not even Rory. Amy Pond loved Rory. So no, she just wrong. she just kept him around for an ego boost. If she could have had a little bit of Matt Smith, she'd have jumped on that. She'd have been riding those Time Lord bones, mate, rather than hanging around with Rory. 
Yeah, but Matt Smith loved River Song. Mm. Well, this is true. Yeah. So yeah, and look at you as your Doctor Who knowledge. Isn't as well River Song, Rory and Amy's daughter. Yep. Yeah. So that would have been quite weird if uh, yeah. she'd have tickled <laughs> tickled uh, Matt Smith's balls. Do you, know, do you know who David Tennant's wife is? Mrs. Tennant. Yes, right. But David Tennant's wife is Peter Davidson, who played the fifth do- Doctor's daughter. Yeah, I, re- I remember reading this a long a while ago. Yeah. yeah. And when they met, it was because she was a guest star on Doctor Who, playing the Doctor's daughter in an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all it's all a bit weird, isn't it? Incestuous. <laughs> It's Time Lords. <laughs> so essentially, in the storyline, David Tennant is doing the no pants dance with what is his own daughter. Really, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's grim. It's yeah. very dark. <laughs> it's a children's <laughs> program, <laughs> but that's that's that, that's why it's called acting. <laughs> King's pigs bladder asking the question that we all want oh, to yeah. know the answer of. Where's Big Bob? Where's Big Bob? Oh my word! He's in the. He's literally next door. We live again. I won't do, will it? Disgusting, disgusting. I won't do. Um, I don't know if Sharon will hear this and sort it, but yeah. Dan Griffin says even the radio stations won't fuck all to do with Gloucester. (laughs) Does Gloucester even have a radio station? They won't be Gloucester FM. It'll be like Gloucester NW, won't it? Or Longwave? Longwave. No, we used to have years ago, and we used to have Seven Sound. Um, but that so you kind of got... shared you shared your radio station with the surrounding areas. Well, I don't know. I I, I just thought it was like Gloucestershire's station. We we got Radio Gloucestershire still, um, and that looks at you know Radio Gloucestershire. Oh yeah, it's 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 proper. You know, um, it, like Radio Norwich. All right, that, my uh, lovers. <laughs> Alan Partridge was part of and stuff. You know, it is kind of like that. But we've also we, we had seven signs, but that got took over by Hart now. So. I hate heart. That's a horrific radio station. Yeah. Today's big news on Radio Gloucester: a sheep has escaped to field. Speaking Found of radio, well, yeah. Howell's backyard. <laughs> Have you heard Morty talk about when he came to Gloucester? Um, no. Speaking of sheep, right? This is fantastic. And Morty, if you hear us, if you join us later on, or you, or you hear us on the audio version, I misquote you. I apologize. Um, so I'm, I'm literally paraphrasing here. Morty's job means he he travels around quite a bit and has to stay in different locations and so on. And one of the places he was working, he stayed in a, um, I don't know, like a holiday inn or whatever, in a place in Gloucester called Matson, which is, you know, Sharon's best friend lives there. We used to live there. It's not far from us at all. It's just, it's just down the road. And he got up early in the morning to go drive off to his next lot of work. And he messaged me, uh, he voice messaged me, uh, voice noted me or whatever you call it on WhatsApp. And basically said, I've never seen anything like this in my life. There's literally sheep walking across the road. There's cause in Matson, I mean, Matson's not like um, a country. Pl- I mean, there's a bit of greenery in the, the hills and that so on, but it's not like, you know, something from fucking a or farm or anything like that. Matson's very um, populated. There's a lot of, there's flats and it's quite, it, it can be a bit of a scummy area as well. You know, and there's a lot going on there, but there are just these sheep I mean, that have free range, and they just walk. The 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 family that caused the most trouble kind of moved out, bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he said, well, the house prices have gone well up. 
<laughs> but he said that he said like there was just sheep just walking across the road in the, in this housing estate. And we were like, oh yeah, that's just the mats and sheep. That's what they do. They just they just walk everywhere. And then he messaged me again about two minutes later, going, "There's a guy with a gun." And there was just a bloke <laughs> walking around. And there was just a bloke walking around with a massive fucking rifle. And I was like, "Yeah, you put, I don't. I, I, I'm not sure about that one. That's not. That's normal, just the mats and gun man. That's just the <laughs> mats and gun man." <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, so back onto Dan Griffin, he says, uh, Christmas decorations, it's still twatted November. Yeah, I know, yes. I know, Dan. If it was up to me, the decoration go up on, say, the 23rd, and they'd be down by the 27th. In yeah. fact, there wouldn't be any. There wouldn't it's be any if it were. Yeah. Uh. It, I wouldn't. I'd electric, electrify my door uh, bell, so if people touched it Christmas caroling, they'd go away with singed hair. Do you get that? Do you get that in Burnley? People knocking on what? the door, Carolyn. Christmas begging—that's what I call it. Yeah. Does it happen a lot? Does it? Is it common? Like, uh, it's not as common as it used to be when when our nipper. Uh, but yeah, in the area that we we live in, the, the the posh part of Burnley, you do get carol singers. No, normally you just get held up at your door. Give me all your okay. chocolate and your money <laughs> and your phone. So we don't get any of that. Because what are you going to sing there? Joy, ooh, the world. <laughs> it's the Wurzels cover version. It's I've <laughs> yeah. got a brand new combine harvester for Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'm proper disparaging Glastonians. You are, mate. Now. You are. You, is, 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 are you are you salty because you lost the pole? Is that what it is? No, I'm I'm actually glad because it takes the pressure off. It's hard keeping up a wind streak so, so uh, long. Uh, Oh right, yeah, like that is it. Well, okay. Now, and now I'm fi- I'm the underdog, so all the pressure's on you to maintain. Okay. Um, so next week, <laughs> Connor, people who play Christmas music three days before Thanksgiving can fuck right off. That's all I'll be hearing for a month straight after Thursday. It's, that's what happens here. It gets earlier and earlier. We'll start yep. hearing Christmas music literally in the middle of November. It's ridiculous. Um, in Gloucester. Uh, he believes that alleys are called baby bells, small cheese rolling thoroughfares. <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. You've got to, you have got to be on your guard and constantly dodging the, the small cheeses flying around. It's like it's like being part of a a dairy based Mario Brothers game. There's just stuff <laughs> flying around trying to knock you over all over the place. <laughs> uh, the size of barrels. Um, yeah. Connor says. <laughs> Connor says he moved south three months ago, and the only accents he's picked up is y'all, and y'all want tainers or grits. That sounds very Alabama to me. Mm. Um, yeah, people, what's, Americans go, y'all. What's grits? Taters, I'm assuming, is potatoes. But what's grits? No, tater, taters, I'm, I think it's is it not like tater tots, which is like we call them mini hash browns. Uh, but oh, okay. grits, grits is like a lumpy porridge, I think. Ugh. Yeah, it's it, it. every picture I've seen of it, it looks grim. That properly mm. grim. Um, Connor says he's almost done with the Smith era uh, with with his watch through about four episodes left. Uh, Dan says it's not that countryside. How much more countryside do you get than free range sheep? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Jesus like it, where we are and where Matson is. I mean, Matson's a little bit further afield, I suppose, from the city centre than where we are. But it's all, I would say, for me personally it's all walking distance to the city centre. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's proper countryside, but there are just these fucking sheep everywhere. <laughs> I would love that. 
to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, sheep are cool. You need to get some of those um, to add to your chickens. Magsy's farmyard. I would definitely have a sheep. There's lots of sheep around where I live, uh, and cows Just as take, well. Oh, I, uh, take take one of them as well. They're owned. They do. They are people own them, and the cows are a uh, bit massive. They are like three ton. <laughs> so <laughs> the cows are a bit massive. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the chat. Uh, Dan Griffin says, "Posh part of Burnley." Less free-range sheep, more free-range crackheads. Well, I mean, we don't get crackheads around these parts. We've uh, There's been a lot of tutting on, on my road because the council have, have cut one of the trees down to, to a stump. Yeah, we're, we're not very pleased about it. Our parish council is uh, is not not very happy about that. I don't understand the link. So that's how posh we are. I was going to say, I don't understand the link between the crackheads and cutting a tree down. So that's the big problem in in my part of Burnley. Oh, I a see. Tree has been cut down, and the the there's a lot of tutting about it. But I can go a stone's throw in, in three directions and find crackheads pretty easily. So we we, we are surrounded by crackheads. Yeah, I, I have they haven't things. invaded. The crack is too expensive for them to afford to move into into my area. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, Dan Griffin, oh, uh, sorry, King Pigsbad says Donkey Cheese Kong, and then Dan <laughs> says Donk Brie Kong. Don- Donk I mean, I don't Brie think Gloucester, Gloucestonians eat Brie, so it's only double Gloucester or nothing else, isn't it? No, um, our libs and me love Red Leicester because that's the best in a cheese toast. It's the worst cheese, it's the it's in no flavor. It, you get a good Red Leicester, there's flavor to it, it's almost nutty. Hmm. It's, you know? it's literally no flavor. It's like eating like, a block of plastic, like eating an eraser. It's not. It's no. You're. Oh, I'm not even going to get into this with you. Come on. <laughs> so Connor says grits are pretty much like cream corn, and taters are hash browns and whole fries. Yeah. So cream corn, grim. Yeah. So everything is in walking distance for you because you can't drive. <laughs> yeah true well no you say that I, I i would walk into town from matson but for example i wouldn't walk from here to see you at home in york dan that's not walking distance is it well that but it potentially is the you could physically do it but you wouldn't no i wouldn't and then the final one for now and i i've never agreed with dan as much as i agree now Red Leicester is orange bullshit. Yeah, and that, that's the problem with it as well. That's the big problem with it. They colour it red, and it makes it look like, oh, there's got to be some flavour in there. And then it's not. It's just uh, okay. melted. It's just a disappointment of a cheese. It's not bad, per se. It's just very disappointing. Anyway, that's a very elongated <laughs> chat caught up with. <laughs> That sounded like one of my school reports. Not bad per se, just very disappointing. It's just that he's, this Din Law has very disappointed me this year. <laughs> oh, there we go. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for joining us on this Monday evening. Magsy, where are we going first? What are we doing today? What are we talking about to start us off? Well, first, I want to throw in a very quick pimple alert. Oh, a teeny weeny. So, ooh, ooh. we haven't had a pimple dick for quite a while. No, what's um, going on? 
So this weekend, uh, me and you have spoke about um, AEW Full Gear. Um, yep. I bowed out after, I think, the first match, uh, but ended up uh, watching it the, the day after. Uh, and bloody good card. What a great yeah. show. Yeah, really, I enjoyed it. really enjoyed it. But there was just one little thing about it, and it, and it happens regarding AEW and Tony Khan very, very regularly. He The, the show promoted for, for weeks before and, and then all the way through the show, a major announcement about a, a, a signing that will shock the world that all AEW fans respect and love. And it ended up being fucking Will Ospreay. Now, that's yeah. not disparaging Will Ospreay's wrestling talents. The guy is a talented wrestler. A person is a bit of a dickhead. He's a wet wab. Um, but what gets me is that Tony Khan makes these announcements that they were, this is... Uh, next week we're going to have this huge announcement, and it's somewhat not worthy of of the the harp. And I was looking on how many times Will Osprey has wrestled for AEW. He's wrestled eleven times for AEW mm-hmm. throughout the the short time that that company has been going. So harping up and uh, that this is a, a a blockbuster signing, and then it being someone who's been who's wrestled with the company for more than 10 times is is ridiculous so i just feel it's it's apropos that tony khan is put in as a pimple dick for these ridiculous overharped announcements but but again the show yeah. was bloody good i i agree with you on the aspect of there's too many big announcements there's an announcement that is going to make an announcement and all this sort of nonsense the osprey one i actually see as a really big get for AW. No, because, absolutely. That I like that know, I am not taking away the fact that Osprey is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and getting it and AW signing him is, it's 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 huge, mm, but is it's not, yeah. it's not the the massive announcement that he made it out to be, and because the guys wrestled there so many times already. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But he's 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 basically exclusive to them now, isn't he? That's the difference because he was on a, an agreement with New Japan. No, to work the thing there. is. Is not first of all, his contract okay. isn't up till January, and then he is the whole basis of his of his AW contract is that he can still be uh in the UK and he can still wrestle for other companies. So oh, he lives, he's gonna carry on living in the UK as well, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a three year deal, he can uh, he can still live in the UK and he can still wrestle for New Japan anyway. So there's there's not much difference that he's, like say he's drawing a, a regular check from AEW. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. I suppose, in a way, it comes back down to the tribalism between the two big companies because it's, mm-hmm. it's known that WWE wanted Osprey. Apparently, there was a contract offer on the table to him, and it was quite a substantial contract offer as well. So the fact that they've got him, it's almost like Tony Khan's just being like, a, nah, 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 look what we've done. Do you know, that kind of yeah. shit, isn't yeah. it, really? And I, I, I get it. I get... Mm. you've got to push for those the viewers and you want to pick yeah. more people to come back next week and things like that. But he's fallen into old-fashioned WCW-style tactics. Yeah. And, yeah, announcement after announcement after announcement. It means that it, the announcement isn't as special. 
Just like yeah, he has, we've Dynamite where every other Dynamite is a special Dynamite. We've got mm. uh, Champions Night and Dynamite Slam and 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 things like that. It it just it if if everything is special, then nothing, nothing is, is special. special. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Ah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. So, are we? Uh, uh, we got a few comments flying in. Are we going to dive into those before we get into our Hall of Fame segment? Yes, let's do it. Um, so, I don't. I'm not going back onto the cheese thing, but uh, Benny Mac. People who 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 like Red Leicester may also be pimple dicks. Just saying, sir. Just saying. Is that um, right? Is that right? <laughs> Dan Griffin, he says, I called them, I called them signing that knob, Asprey. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's something we all knew as well because mm. the, I think the name's been bandied around with like Dolph Ziggler, um, Ronda Rousey, Rousey was, was, yeah. which both of those wouldn't work because Ziggler's got a no-compete contract and AEW fans do not respect Ronda Rousey whatsoever. So it was only ever going to be Will Ospreay, but then it's a two-week um announcement just happened which just didn't make sense to me um dan said the iron iron of tk having a pay-per-view call full gear as well full of gear more like <laughs> he does like the old uh, Colum- colombian party uh powder doesn't he um king's big brother says he makes an announcement that he's making an announcement next week he actually did do that yeah he's, he's, he's done that more than once yeah yeah exactly um uh, Connor says Tony Khan will harp up harping up Will Ospreay is like Man United harping up a match versus Luton Town. Jesus Christ! That's... I don't quite, I don't quite understand the point. Who's the Luton Town? Is Will Ospreay the Luton Town because he's definitely the Man United? Yeah, I don't understand the Man United hyping a match to Luton either. I don't what what, what we get that yeah. Connor. Uh, Benny says he doesn't really watch AEW, but it does seem that they have announcement every week. See, even non-watchers. Can, yeah. can tell that Tony Khan announces too many things. Oh, yeah, totally, uh, totally. King Pig Banner says it's the obvious choice for Osprey gets the freedom to yeah. work elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, Osprey in AEW is like Liverpool signing Mbappe, but he can still play for PSG. <laughs> You're not telling me, though, that if that deal was on the table, Liverpool still wouldn't have a, have a sniff at it. Mm, yeah, I think so. Uh, Connor says the whole AW versus WWE is just a disappointing dick measuring contest. Yeah, I mean it's been that that since time immemorial with with wrestling companies. It's just idiots online. That's all it comes down to. Absolute dicks online. Yeah, I enjoy it's wrestling. The and if I, yeah, it's the travel. Yeah, the I mean, there's there's a lot I love about AW. There really is, but there's also a lot that frustrates me, or maybe I don't get, or maybe he's not even aimed at me. Perhaps, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the same for WWE. I don't like the whole sports entertainment presentation of professional wrestling. The main event mm-hmm. of the AEW pay-per-view just gone was a bit too sports entertainy for me with the ambulance and the whole almost like Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was, aspect very, of endless. It was a very overbooked, a very yeah, overbooked. Yeah, yeah. It's finish. a bit too sports entertainy for me, but there's other stuff mm-hmm. on the card I did love. Now I may watch Survivor Series this coming weekend. I imagine I'm going to enjoy the War Games match because it'll bell, bell to bell. There's a lot of talent in that ring, but I also imagine there's going to be a lot of shit in there that I don't like. It's just the way wrestling is. People need to stop going, eh, AEW this, AEW that. It's a buffet. It's fucking ridiculous. Wrestling is a buffet. Something mm. for everyone. Um, Benny Mac says, I could be wrong as a person who doesn't really watch AEW, but it does seem like AEW has fallen into the old thing of, look what we have done, WWE. Yeah. yeah the, a little bit. 
Yeah, it, it, again, it's the world of wrestling. It's always look at look at us, look at us. Which, yeah, business wise, it makes sense, but you can just do it too many times, I think. And we'll finish on this one. England have equalised Harry Kane. And Harry Kane's probably really pissed off as well because he's been sat on the bench watching chain wrestling on his iPad for up until now. <laughs> you know, he's, and he's got actually... some Google glasses <laughs> and he's watching in the corner of one eye. <laughs> Is that a thing? Well, Google glasses, yeah. With a screen and the glasses, really? Yeah. I've, I've you, never heard of that. never one. heard of Google Glass. No. Well, no, that's, that's, look that's new up. to me. Yeah, look them up. I will do. Oh, wow. I, mean, I wouldn't wear them. I mean, I, 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 I struggle to write messages, so I'm not going to be trying to swatch screens on <laughs> Yeah, but you can, if you can, you can talk into, it has an earpiece in your, in like one of the arms, and you can talk it into any old type messages here. Oh my word. The more and more developments we have in AI and technology like that and little earbuds we pop in our heads and things we put on our face, the closer we're coming to hold the Terminator situation that was fall, yeah. you know, foretold. Scarnet is on its way. Scarnet is definitely <sighs> Yeah, there we go. There we go. What are we doing next, Magsy? Um well we decided um that we'd carry on with the hall of hall of fame we, we've got a lot of entries yes. in the hall of lame uh and the hall of fame obviously debuted last week so we thought we'd uh maybe put another couple of entries in, into there but um before we get to that the I have had a second. I had a second potential pimple dick, but this guy, this guy's actions don't warrant the kind of the comedy behind a pimple dick. He definitely needs to be a full blown whole blame. So uh, earlier this week, it it was reported in the news that Nick Hogan um, was arrested for DUI. Uh, now, for those uh, not in uh, in the know, Nick Hogan, 16 years ago, uh, had a DUI, which ended up with his his friend, uh, John Graziano, being left in a vegetative sp- uh, state and having severe um, brain damage whilst he was 17. And 16 years later, in the same town, the fucking clown has done it again. Uh, drinking whilst under the influence of, of alcohol. Um, there's no way that Hogan can can work his magic as he did 16 years ago to get his son uh, off with with the punishment that it, that should be coming to coming his way. But yeah, this guy didn't deserve the the brevity of a of a pimple dick. He's a full on member of the Hall of Lane. Nick Hogan, drink driving. It's one of the things that angers me the most mm. because you put so many other people at risk when you get behind a, a two-ton vehicle made out of metal and you are not um you're not in the right frame of mind to drive that that vehicle it's it's horrible it, it it's just it should be it should for me go down as potential um well it should go as, as potential murdering you, you're literally going into a vehicle knowing that you're impaired. You could kill somebody at any time. So, yeah, Nick uh, Hogan, you are a knobhead. Mm. 
Yeah, I'll second that. Anything um, associated with driving, to be honest, with regards to distracting you from the task at hand, you're effectively in control of a two-ton killing machine. And Mm -hmm. yes, it's a mode of transport, but it's also an incredibly dangerous thing to be in charge of. So if you drink and drive, you're a piece of shit. If you uh, touch your phone whilst you're driving, you're a piece of shit. I don't care if it's on speakerphone and you're leaning over just to flick it, you know, or whatever, or you're changing your song on Spotify. And I don't give a shit. If you don't, don't touch your phone. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Because it's not, it's not you I care about. If you want to kill yourself, then that's fine. Go jump off a cliff or stick a fucking load of drugs in your arm. Do something to clear your own self off the fucking face of the earth. Because like, you know, if you're that much of a piece of shit, then be gone with you. <laughs> but if you're messing about on your phone, drink driving, uh, taking drugs and dry, anything like that, you're putting other people at risk. So fuck Nick Hogan and fuck anyone else who does that as well, Maxi. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now let's go, let's lighten the subject a little bit. That still still makes me chuckle. I came back a bit quicker than I anticipated, which is strange you, because you I made look it. like you've come through a hall of, a hall of fame with the yeah. smoke yeah. and you coming out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the hall of fame. Something in pro wrestling, whether it's a match, uh, a wrestler themselves, a gimmick, anything at all that. Puts a smile on our face, Maxi. That it, that we want to shine a light upon, just to make people think, "Oh yeah, that's good. We liked that." So, what have you got? So this week, hmm, it. I mean, I went for with an obvious choice for last week, and and the choice I've got uh, for this week would definitely be my second choice. Uh, and in wrestling, it's it's usually the second choice uh, for a wrestler to to make that step up to being. The, the world champion, it's um, it's a, an honour, an accolade that is looked on uh, for, for the WWF as potentially the best wrestler in the company, the person who carries um, that technical skill to say that the, the world champion may be the face, but the real person who we, we're uh, showing our wrestling prowess off with is this is this champion it's the wwe wwf intercontinental heavyweight title anybody who is anybody in the wrestling business have held this title from Shawn michaels and bret hart to stone cold steve austin and the rock people who are given this well come on (laughs) there's always got to be a few bad apples yeah of course um but people who have held this title have usually gone on to be a world champion or are the best wrestler at that time. Um, guys like Ricky Steamboat had this title. Yeah. And for me specifically, this actual version of the belt, the, the red block uh, logo, is the most beautiful title that's ever been made. And I, I love Randy Savage. But he did did this title dirty when he tried to clean it with brass on, took all the colouring off. Um, so yeah, this week's <laughs> entrant for me is this title here, the WWF 
Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Fantastic. And for those on the audio version, Magsy is sat there with that title belt draped over his shoulder right now, looking all the part a workhorse champion. <laughs> it's a beautiful or thing, Magsy. A donkey, maybe. <laughs> a dinlo. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Uh, um, okay, my Hall of Fame induction this week is again something that I bloody love in wrestling. I enjoyed last week talking about particular match. Well, you chose a, a card, didn't you, in SummerSlam 92? I chose a, a specific match in uh, the Raw Rumble from 1992. I'm kind of going along the same vibe, really. Um, and I was going to put in a whole event in a similar way that you did last week. Um, I kept coming back to the great American bash 1989 because it is fantastic. There's so much great going on there, but every time I thought about it, my mind just kept wandering to something else. And it's an event I haven't actually seen in its entirety for a little while, but I, I still probably put it down as potentially the best, probably the best pay-per-view from start to finish the WWE have ever done. If not, it's in the top three. It's definitely in the conversation. You think you're special, you do. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it when you laugh. I'd like to chuck in WrestleMania 17 because it is just fucking incredible. It was amazing at the time, it was amazing live on the night, and even now was it 20 well in 2001 that was wasn't it, 22 years later nearly 23 years later it all holds up and i'm just going to run very quickly through the card first of all a dark match that i didn't even know happened x park uh, beat uh, and just incredible beat get this for a tag team magazine steve blackman and grandmaster sexy was that a thing Whoa. i mean steve blackman was part of head cheese don't forget that so he could do the comedy stuff um, I don't think it was a, a regular tag team. Nah, that's a weird one for me. But anyway, we have Jericho and Regal opening up for the IC title. Good match. Yeah. Decent match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we have a short six-man with Taz in the APA defeating the right to censor. Bit of fun. You know, that, that, that was decent. Uh, then we have a bit more fun with that hardcore triple threat, the golf buggies and all that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's brilliant seeing guys as serious as Kane and Raven and as big as the big show and Kane as well I suppose taking part in a match like this but then it gets turned up a level Eddie Guerrero versus Test for the European Championship is a great contest and I think often gets overlooked pay-per-view Kurt Angle versus Benoit those two guys just put on clinic after clinic every time they got in the ring together so so good China and Ivory was what it was it, it served a purpose but then you got Shane McMahon versus Mr. McMahon in a street fight with Mick Foley as the ref and all the shenanigans and that was very sports entertaining but it was done really well and it was far better than either of those guys had a right to make a match of, of any quality than the TLC match enough said about that one you know, and it just got better we have your little let me up a little bit of fun we have the, the uh, gimmick battle royal seeing all the old guys come back out that was so that, that's fun it's brilliant Just, that puts a smile on my face Undertaker Triple H often gets ignored because of other matches they've had I think that, or sort of go to what the hell in the cells their later Wrestlemania matches as well but this one is an absolute banger if you go back and check it out and then of course Austin The Rock the title Austin's heel turn in Texas 
I have to be man's hand. The pre-match promos and, and, and video packages with Linda. The sit-downs with Jim Ross. Oh, my oh, God. What an event. What a run into that event. And to me, that kind of marks the end of the Attitude Era, WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. You know, the vibe still hung around a bit, but what, what it was in its glory, WrestleMania 17 kind of event is it. Because the, the same week they bought WCW. Which, so a which, big end there, so yeah that i mean as a watching it live as a fan uh, you don't kind mm. of grasp just how hard that must have been to put mm. together one of the best shows ever whilst going through purchasing wcw and all that business shenanigans and then yeah that's the the, the where you start then combining the two companies and the two rosters yeah it, yeah how man pulled that week off is beyond me and let's also remember as well that time frame the february in february march into april of that year that was the run-up to the start of the first season of the xfl as well yeah it was just juggling just so insane, many balls yeah yeah just instantly and and the xfl had to fall by the way so it's worse have thank god a little bit a little bit. But yes, uh, WrestleMania 17 is my entrance into the Hall of Fame. Go back and watch the show. It's so good. Four stunning picks in two weeks. That's that's mental. It's good stuff, mate. It's good stuff. Doing well. We're doing well. Uh, we do have our non-wrestling topic to get into, and we do have a lot to get into with the non-wrestling topic. So we're going to quickly scan through the chat before we start on that one, and then people can comment as, as we discuss our non-wrestling topic entries. Yep, let's do it. So, um, go back to uh, Dan Griffin saying Nick uh, Hogan is a, oh, yes. is a full weight insert, whichever four letter uh, word you want to put there. Uh, King Pig Banner says drink driving is unnecessary. If you have money for booze, you have money for a cab. Exactly. Um, King Pig Banner says, same or with mass everything's in walking distance. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, um, yes. King Pig Banner says yes. it's the same with masturbating and driving. Yeah, that, I mean, you may be the only one getting pleasure, but the people you're running over at the time are getting a lot of pain. Um, if you wank and drive, you could come and go at the same time. Jesus, Daniel. Daniel, that's horrific. Um, Connor says, next year I'll be at the age, uh, I'll be of age to drink in the States. I've seen my grandpa being alcoholic and all his life until recently, and my parents are heavy social drinkers, so I've told myself just to stay away. Um I mean, I've not got anything per, per se against drinking. I I was uh, once quite. I was partial to a pint of three. Um, I kind of just got bored of doing it. I mean, I was in by no no means a, a an alcoholic, um, but I just got bored of bored of doing it. Um, it's all everything is good, I suppose, in moderation. You've just got to be able to kind of separate the the drinking from kind of burying your your problems i think that's where the issue comes with with things like alcoholism that it's used as a crutch to 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 mask your problem so if you choose to not drink I, i'm fully supportive of that but yeah you do what you need to do kind of um yeah each back own, on, my friend each own. yep back on to some light-hearted stuff uh benny max says that chicken looks like looks like mag's don't say that because we all know King Pig's Badders will Photoshop <laughs> Matt Fitz on King nah. that chicken there. They do say that owners and pets start to look alike, don't they? 
Rude. I have not started growing a beak yet. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Benny says, after last week's Hall of Fame, he would like to nominate the Royal Rumble match 2001. Yeah. Great match. Great Rumble. Great. Yeah. Great Rumble. Yeah. Um, and he also says, awesome RC belt. Thank you very much, sir. And then Dan kind of ruins it by saying, Max with that RC title looks like an Arn Anderson ripoff action figure from a petrol station. <laughs> I mean, harsh, but I mean, fair, but harsh. You could, there's a lot and of wrestlers ben- that would be worse to be ripoff versions of, by the way. Yeah, Arn Anderson is, is all right, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's more than all right. <laughs> Why do you press um, the buttons like this? Why do you do this? I don't know. I've, I've, that's praise from me. Is all right. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's one of the brain busters. He, yeah, he's also one of the horsemen. Just, just fucking move on. We ain't got time to start arguing about this shit again. Wasn't he also <laughs> in the? Was he not a, in the Minnesota Wrecking Crew as well? Uh, yeah, going back. Yeah, with Ole Anderson. Yeah. That's his best years, wasn't it? Um, Twat. Benny Mac <laughs> <Benny Mack, laughs> says that hardcore wrestling match, uh, uh, WrestleMania 17, was good fun. Raven fl- flying through the windows. Yes, yes, I the forgot about that. The golf cart chase is amazing. Yeah, um, that's, what, it, that's what my mind goes to straight away, the golf cart. Isn't it, is it not the match as well where Big Shaw pins him against a wall? I don't know. Is that? I'm, I know that happened. Big Shaw gets a pin. I'm, I'm no, no, they watch. they come off. Don't they come off the stage onto the floor for the pin, like an elbow drop or something? Yeah, um, I'm going to watch it again. Uh, very, very soon. I haven't watched it in a in a while. It's a great, great show. Um, Benny Mac also then says Edge from Twenty uh, Foot Ladder, classic uh, JR commentary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he he makes half of the matches just with his oh, yeah. the way he reacts, and then finally. Spam Buster Mags and a Glock to go pop, pop, pop. Don't forget that. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Thank you, everyone, for your comments. And Benny, it's awesome to see you joining us this evening. It as is. Well. Fantastic stuff. Much appreciated, sir. It is indeed. It is indeed. Magsy, shall we get on with our non-wrestling topic? Because we've got loads. We have. Let's do it. NWT time. No wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Puff a smoke again for Sarah. There we go. There we go. See, I've cut right back on it as well, mate. I've been really good. I don't vape at work. You know, I tend to vape if I'm having a beer, but I mean, some days I don't touch it at all. So there we go. It's very again, low amount of nicotine in there that. as well. Aren't they getting banned very soon as well? Uh, uh, some of them are, yeah. I don't know if this particular type is, because it's like, you know, the juices which they can you know, control easier rather than the actual pre-made yeah. ones. But yeah. anyway, we need to thank CWF legend Total Stevo for the inspiration behind this week's non-wrestling topic. Um, we do have a little list of ideas and so on. That If, I, if I'm out and about and I see something that makes me think of an idea, I'll chuck it in my notes on my phone and I'll message Magsy with a couple of ideas to see which one he thinks is best and so on. But this popped up from Steve-O. So anything on that list got ignored because I thought, this is great. And I sent it across to you and you, you said just as well, Magsy, didn't you? This is a great idea. Yeah, uh, sorry, if you've lot of got ideas uh, for an RSS topic, definitely shoot yes. a message because I won't reply. <laughs> or read. 
Because <laughs> yeah. I'm ignorant. Um, Steve-O basically suggested, as a non-wrestling topic, um, films that ended terribly. It, it doesn't justify how good the film was. The the, 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 the finish, the climax of the, of the movie was was awful or a mess or not, not done very well. So, as always, we kind of tinker with these ideas a little bit. We added TV shows to that as well. But also, Maxie, we added the idea of people, I suppose, fantasy booking in a way, the TV show or the movie, and saying, if you put forward something that um, ended badly in your opinion or you weren't happy with or whatever, tell us how you would change the ending to these TV shows or these movies to improve them. And I can safely say that of all the replies we've got, absolutely fucking no one did that. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that was that was too much work. The CWF like to slag some it off and then yes. leave it at that. They don't want they, they don't want improvement. They just want no. to complain, which is brilliant. Yeah. To make our job go. easier. So, okie doke, I will read them out in the order they came into us. Look at his face. Oh, look at his little face. Uh, we begin with Connor Knows Soccer at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. Um, Dan Griffin in the tra- chat actually saying, didn't see that bit. The tweet was too long. There's only so many characters in a tweet, man. Do you get bored halfway through? <laughs> Shows the attention Spanish issue, I think, maybe. But there we go. Uh, Connor says, the Sopranos ending six seasons of one of the best TV dramas of all time. And it ended with Tony and his wife in a restaurant. Uh, oh, by the way, I suppose I should shout out spoiler alert to people. There's going to be spoilers. We're talking about the end of films and the end of TV. All shows. of it's going to spoil. Yeah. It's going to wreck everything for anyone. So um, if you don't know the endings of what we're about to talk about, skip forward 30 seconds or, or just, you know, whatever. It is what it is. We've shouted spoiler alert. We've covered our asses. It's on you. Uh, the Sopranos ending six seasons of one of the best TV dramas of all time, Connor says, and it ended with Tony and his wife in a restaurant. And then it just fades to black and the series ends. And there are several fan theories about who killed Tony Soprano, but nothing conclusive. Now, Maxi, did you watch The Sopranos? Um, yeah, I remember this ending. Um, I actually thought it was quite clever. It leaves it okay. open for for the interpretation of, of the viewer because um, it, it was expecting a hitman uh, and he was kind of nervous in 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 the in the in the diner but the family like all all ended up coming together and he was actually having a really nice time and then mm. i think a guy walks into the diner and then it cuts to black and you don't know if that guy's been sent as a hitman i thought it was really clever yeah, um, okay. It got people talking. People still talk about it now. So, yeah, yeah. I, I actually don't mind that ending. See, I watched The Sopranos, got massively into it, but much later than when it actually aired, which is how I tend to consume most of my television if I get into programs. Mm-hmm. Watch it on demand. I can watch as and when. I watched all of The Sopranos, but yet for some reason, still to this day, I've not seen the last episode. What? How? Yeah. How can you live with yourself? It, it literally got to the point where I'd, I'd watch as much as I could one day. The, I don't know if we were going out or maybe we were going on holiday or whatever, but I finished the episode before the last episode and just never picked it back up again. And now I think to myself, if I put it on, it's been so long since I've seen it, I'm probably not going to understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you won't understand the context. Yeah. So it's like, well, I'm kind of in a bit of a conundrum what to do with that. And I'm not going to go back and watch it all again. Or maybe I will one day. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
Connor also says here, the prison drama Oz, once again, one of the all-time greatest dramas to ever grace TV. The series ended in 2003 when there was a gas attack on the prison, which housed the... Exp- which housed the exper- what? Uh, experiment. Um, experiment experiment in which the show was set in. Oh, right. The- okay. And the and- prisoners and staff were just transported to another prison. Um, right, okay. I have never seen that. Um, no. And I think... That- from looking at looking at um, the some of the the replies we've had, there's a lot of them I actually haven't seen, which I'm I'm quite surprised at. So they're gonna get, all get ruined for you, neither. I'm probably not gonna ever watch them. So no, fair enough. Fair they probably do me a favour, but I don't have to watch them. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm saving you hours and hours of time. Um, I'm gonna look up Oz because he says here about it being an experiment and so on. So I'm quite intrigued as to what that is. So mm-hmm. I'll have to have a little look, and maybe we can report back next week, potentially. Not saying I'm going to watch it, but find out what it is. Um, <laughs> Connor also says, last but not least, the HBO original horror anthology series, Tales from the Crypt, one of the greatest horror TV shows of all time, lasted six seasons from 1989 to 1994. The last season was very lackluster, bad stories and writing all around with a final episode that was animated. Oh, why? Okay. Wow. Again, it's not a show. I know of the show. It's not one uh, that I, I remember watching too many of. Um, mm. It's the one with the the animatronic um, crit keeper as the yes. as the horse. Yeah, yeah. Who Christian Cage it, said looks like Ric Flair. No? <laughs> he's not. He's <laughs> not wrong, is he? No, he's not. He's not. Uh, our Photoshop wizard himself at pigs bladders on twitter he says and this is an obvious one for me because i've seen this and i was massively disappointed lost what the flying fuck was all that about he says (laughs) yeah Uh, i i had to go to a chat gpt to try and explain the ending Uh, so we've got that here and people can see it on the screen uh, if you're watching along live with us or on a replay as well Um, and it says here the final scene of the show takes place in a church where the characters are reunited and come to the realization that they are all dead. However, they are not dead in the sense that they were dead the whole time on the island. Rather, the events of the show actually happened, and the characters are now in a sort of afterlife created by themselves to find each other. What the fuck? Yeah. And that's probably the the most sensible um, explanation that's that's available uh lost was always one of those shows that i felt it was always one of those shows that it grew so big yeah um so quickly and and the the writers um just didn't know where they were going mm-hmm. with the show and they kept getting um um extended for another season um it felt like maybe this was a two maybe three season long show yeah spot on they had to extend it what they go like eight seasons altogether. Uh so it just got more and more ridiculous and 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 just didn't end up making sense. Yeah. What was all the book? What was that smoke monster all about? What was that? I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. And the hatch. And and then the others that rocked up. Mm. Yeah. All a bit weird, wasn't it? It was. Uh Pig's Badders continues. Game of Thrones. I recently, I really enjoyed the show overall, 
but the last episode was terrible. They tried to tie up all the loose ends to all the unfinished stories, but it came across as rushed and badly written. Such a letdown mm-hmm. to a great show. I have not seen any of Game of Thrones whatsoever, so I've got no idea. But I know, similar to Lost, before I started watching Lost with Sharon, we knew the ending was shite. Yeah. But we were just looking for, looking for something to watch together. Same as Game of Thrones. We know that people were pissed off with the ending, even though I've never seen it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was late to the party with Game of Thrones. I, me and the wife ended up watching the first seven series just okay. before the, the eighth one came out. Uh, and they're really good. You can tell the problem comes when they get ahead of, of, the, of the source material. Um, right. George, George, yeah, George R. R. Martin, he's notorious for taking taking his time writing the books. I don't think he's even finished the follow up to to the last book now, with some years on. Um, so they started using creative license, and you could tell they strayed from right. uh, Martin's um, his original vision, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it was. And they, they had so many loose ends to tie up that to get it done in, in, in that one season was just never going to happen. Yeah. So it, Dan it really, Griffin, yeah. Dan Griffin in the chat has just put a brilliant comment here that I think works for how we were trying to explain it, Maxie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. They had so much to do in that last, last season. Uh, and he's right. He's, he's put the final season of game of game of Thrones, was like a marathon runner trying to do the last hundred meters, like you said, Bolt, and dripping up before the finish line. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um, Scott Robertson at Scott R Wrestling on Twitter. He says, How I Met Your Mother ending, How I Met Your Mother ending was doctored. Also, <laughs> the entire season nine of Scrubs should have ended on eight. Yeah, the last season of Scrubs was bollocks. Two shows I have never ever watched i know the the how i met your mother ending is that your mum's actually dead and yeah. um and i'm shagging a mate or something like that which a lot of people got pissed off about um so yeah that makes sense that the whole the whole of the show was reminiscing about a dead a dead mum hmm, bit weird yeah i have watched it it is funny in places but again it's very similar to it's, it's almost like Big Bang Theory, but it is a bit funnier. See, Big Bang Theory, I don't think is very funny at all. No, but, I, I can't stand the program. Yeah, but that kind of... Uh, I don't want to say... Uh, it's difficult to word in, in terms of being serious, but Friends, to me, is a little bit more of a, a more down-to-earth sitcom, a bit more realistic, even though it's kind of daft and extreme and non-serious and, and so on. But how I met your mother is leaning more towards the big bang way of doing sitcoms, but there are funny moments in it, but yeah, the, the whole point, the, the girl he ends up with is one of the main characters in from the very first episode onwards. Everyone wants them to end up together all the way through. They are mm-hmm. together on and off like Ross and Rachel in friends. And then all of a sudden it's, Oh yeah, your mum's dead, but I'm going to go get with her anyway. And it's like, just fucking mm-hmm. make her the mum. You bell ends. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know? Oh dear. But yeah, thank you, Scott. Brilliant shouts. Uh, oh, we have a bit more from Pig Spatters, actually. He says we did. Resident I, I Evil. thought you'd miss them out. I said it's in the order they come in to me, mate. So that is that is true. Yeah, see. Uh Resident Evil, the TV show. Based Never on the watched games, it. 
No, nor me, nor me. I've never played the game. Uh, based on the game, <laughs> wow. Um, well, I'm not a gamer, am I? So I've got my one little management oh. game that I play, and that's that. Yeah, that's that's very very true. Um, was commissioned by Netflix. It wasn't bad. First season was really getting interesting. Setting up for season two. One month after dropping on the platform, they announced they weren't taking up the option for the next <laughs> season. The bastards. Yeah, and that <laughs> that. Um, is an absolute bugbear with me. Um, there were a few nominations for TV shows that, that I had that didn't necessarily have bad endings, but it was mm. just they, they got cancelled before yeah. you got an ending, which just roused me up. There's a, there's a, uh, a program called Alcatraz about yes, uh, I was going to say, Alc- yeah, about the prison. Uh, Sam Neill is a detective and and um. D- Former prisoners of Alcatraz who are, who, are, who are dead keep coming back to laugh and, and and committing the same similar crimes that they did that got them in Alcatraz in the first place. And at the end of the season, we, there's a reveal of a of a board that, of, of the United States, and it's and it's a map that's showing where all these other prisoners from Alcatraz have, mm-hmm. have appeared. And then that's it. You don't get a second season, and it's fucking well aggravating. They did the same thing with Hannibal. Hannibal, uh, I thought, was a brilliant take on 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 the the movies with uh, with uh, Hannibal being a um, a consultant detective. Cancelled that after a couple of seasons. We never got a definitive ending. But the one that pisses me off the most, and it's because I got so invested in the show, was a, a TV program called Revolution. So that was about okay. um, that was about um, um, a kind of apocalyptic world where. Um, the the whole uh, electricity network has been destroyed and basically people would have to go back to the time before uh, electricity and and, the, and uh, the united states splits into different factions and it this uh, this whole show was based about how they could get this electricity back and it got really interesting because like there were like i said there were these factions and these territories that uh whole that we're getting access to to why the electricity got turned off and how it can get repowered and and making contact with with um with the people who, who had made these decisions and then it it can't got cancelled after two seasons and I was so invested in that show and we never got a satisfaction and it, and it annoys me to this day annoys me. It is, it is shite, isn't it? I mean, one, I might as well give you one of mine now before we reach the end since we're discussing it. Um, a TV show called Travelers. I loved this show. Travelers was fantastic. And it, it was basically, it starred the guy who played Will in Will and Grace. And okay. it's kind of a time travel-y kind of thing where what, people are about to die and literally the second they die these travelers have their kind of soul or their aura sent back to take over the body of this person. So they are now inhabiting the body of this person who in the original history is supposed to die. And they're doing it because something happens in present day that affects their future. So they're trying to save themselves in the future by, and they send whole teams back. There's five or six in a team. uh, And it's absolutely fascinating. Absolutely brilliant show. We've got two seasons and then they announced it was, thankfully, it's not as bad as, as your Alcatraz show or anything like that. Thankfully, when they announced it wasn't going to be renewed again, there was time to rewrite the last episode. 
but it just meant we got a super accelerated butchered version of the end of the story. But mm-hmm. everything was tied up. Everything was finished. And a couple of the characters even got quite nice endings, quite, you know, oh, that's good for them sort of sort of aspect to it. But it didn't feel like, it felt like it could have gone more. There was more to give from that show. So that was a real shame for me, that one. But Yeah. Um, and to go. just continue going off on a tangent, um, you mentioned then about time travel, and I know you're a big fan of, of time travel and the whole kind of science behind it. Um, me and, and the missus have just started watching a show on Netflix called Bodies. Yes. Um, oh, my God, that's amazing. It stars Stephen Graham, who I think will is maybe one of the best actors that England have, has ever, ever produced. I absolutely love that guy. We're into episode four, and I have I can't remember a show that has fucked with my head as yeah. much as this show, the the way it it tangles three different timelines so far, three different um, bodies have been found in three different timelines, but it's the same fucking body. Yeah. It's the same person. I can't wait to see how they wrap this up because it looks impossible from where at where we are now on, on episode four. It looks impossible to tie this together. So I'm excited to see that. So people go and watch Bodies on Netflix. It's brilliant. Yes, I'm not going to say anything because I've seen it. I've finished it. I don't want to give anything away. All I will say is I fucking loved it, Magsy. It was amazing. I knew you would. And as soon as I started watching it, and and you. Even the way it's filmed, though, and the way it's yeah. presented, where you get the split screens and the timelines like happening at the same time, and the people yeah. almost looking like they're looking at each other and and reacting to each other. I love it. And then the little clues you get about what the episodes contains with the 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 letterboards that flip over. Yeah, uh, we notice like the the chocolate bar, and then there's the the drawn uh, letter D, which is part of a signature and things like that. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. The only other thing I will say, and again, it's no spoilers at all, but if you're up to episode four and it's already making your fucking head go, what the hell? This is, you know, holy shit. What's happening? Trust me, mate. It's just going to get even fucking better than that. It just keeps going. It's like, it's on an arc at the moment and it just goes up and up and up. It's going to go fucking mental, but I'll leave it there in case I ruin anything for you. Okay. Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Great to hear off you, my friend. I hope you are well. Um, I know there's been a few things going on. Shall we say behind the scenes, a few details that you shared with me, which I'm not going to put forward now, obviously, of course not. It's nobody else's business. But just know we love you. Hope you're okay. And can't wait for you to return so we can get back to Nitro Nights because I know people are missing that show. But most importantly, I'm missing talking to my mate every week. So I hope you're back soon, Danny. We love you a bit. Danny says, Inspector Morse. I didn't expect to see this show named in something like this. Bad Danny as well, of all people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was so disappointed. Sorry, was so disappointed. As amazing as some of the episodes were, the ending was totally naff. I got to go with the bill too. No legends brought back for the final episode. It should have ended with Jim and June at the very least having a cameo. Okay. See, Morse, I, I don't, I've seen the ra- random episodes here and there. I've never yes, been like an yeah. avid watcher of it, so I wouldn't yeah. know, you know, but I, I assume that with Morse, it was case of the week kind of format. Yeah, I would have thought thought that the, mm. maybe a little kind of um, um, a storyline fed through it, but not the main part of the show. The main part of the show is, the, like I said, the case of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, Rob. 
at UTT Rob on Twitter. Uh, he says, at the cinema, watching Avengers Endgame, and during the final showdown, the two sides are facing off. Beth leans over, Beth's his better half, leans over and whispers in my ear, just wait till you hear the noise of the TARDIS. Given we never got Capaldi saving the day, the rest of the film was a massive letdown. <laughs> I can just imagine <laughs> Rob as well, sitting there waiting for the, the sound of the TARDIS. And then when when it ends and the, the mid-credit uh, scene ends and things like that, he's just being massively let down. He's, I bet he's reviewed it and give it two thumbs down on Rotten Tomatoes, no TARDIS. Yeah, what well, his comment won't just read no TARDIS. It'll say no TARDIS, then in brackets. And if you want 15% off your ales, and then he gets his <laughs> fucking expect, doesn't he? TARDIS. <laughs> uh, Dan, at DanGriffin21 on Twitter, he says, the end of the village was fucking garbage. Creepy and suspenseful, suspenseful sorry, throughout. Then a massive wet fire at the end, revealing the monsters were people in costumes all along. Scooby Doo bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. I mean this. This was in that old kind of era where M. Night Shalaman was was doing these twist endings for the sake of twist endings. He'd, he'd kind of got the the plaudits for um, the Sixth Sense, and then screwed the pooch a little bit with Sands. I think that Sands was the follow up, the one where aliens were invading Earth, a, a planet that is sixty percent water. And they're a, a definitely they're a definitely allergic to water, which absolutely makes no sense. Uh, but the village, I I really really enjoyed the village until we get the ending, and the okay. ending is that I'm, I'm assuming you haven't seen the village. No, I've not. No. So basically, the the premise of the story is it, it's this. Um, it it feels like it's setting the the mid 1800s where it's a, a village in the middle of these woods and they, they make their own food. They have their own church. It's kind of like a, a very uh, closed off community. And then at the end, it turns out that it's not actually in the 1800s. It's actually in present day. And the, 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 the adults of these families had uh, had problems in their lives and decided uh, rather than deal with them, we will form our own community in the middle of these woods. And the way they kept the the people from going out and exploring and finding out that they weren't in the 1800s or whatever is they had this guy roaming around the 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 outside of the of the of the woods in a monster costume, a very clearly. Okay clearly obvious that it was not a real monster uh and it and takes this is a black a tv series sorry or a film no this was a film this was a film uh, this and sounds it takes... like i've seen it magsy this rings a bell yeah and it takes a blind girl uh basically leaving yeah. the 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 she's get she gets sent off for some medicine some vital medicine yes. and she finds out that it's actually real life yes i've yeah. seen that that rem- I it's remember ridiculous. that night. It's ridiculous. <sighs> uh, Dan also says, Lucy had a bollocks Oh, ending. my God. Scarlett Another- Johansson spends an hour and a half getting mad sci-fi powers, then just decides to fuck off into space, time continuum, with no real resolution. That's her bollocks. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, 
basically the 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 theory behind that film is that you only people only use 10% of their brains and she right. is able to use 100% and at the end she turns into a fucking flash drive and then says i am everywhere it's ridiculous ridiculous film ridiculous it is ah here we are dan says i love signs but the end is kind of bollocks where it turns out the aliens are just definitely allergic to water same so the invader 2000- planet the invader planet made of water yeah dickheads same for the 2005 war of the worlds when the giant aliens get a cold and instantly crumble yeah, and okay. another thing with that that version as well is um, the aliens destroy uh, the the cities, but Tom Cruise and his family all survive, all survive these different um, these different perilous problems, and they're able to just conveniently find each other as well. It's just yeah, it's absolute Bollock. Hollywood bullshit. Yeah, this is basically lit- turned into like you said, Magsy. It's just turned into us slagging shit off now, hasn't it, for yeah. the last half an hour. We're good at this, though. We're good at this. Uh, we have a bit more from King Pig's Bladders himself, and he says, The Wizard of Oz. I won't go into too much detail, as everyone must have seen it, but it was all a bad dream. <laughs> and then there's a wonderful image of us all involved in The Wizard of Oz. Bastard. Yeah, Bastard. it's an interesting look, isn't it? It's an interesting look. It is. I have somebody here coming to the... Ah, oh, it's my, my wonderful wife dropping off a cup of tea. Did you hear well, that? No, big I no big Bob still. No, no big Bob. Did you hear that commotion outside of all the animals yelling and screaming out the front? Oh, was that out the front? Yes. I thought it was out the back. No, it's out the front. I don't know if it's Lemmy fighting or something. Yeah, but... all the cats were in the okay, chat. no worries. All right. Thank what you, my love. to the show. Yeah. Did you not see me scoot off to the one side? I did. Did you not hear any noise? Um, Not really. I don't think it... It translated Why? through your, ma- your microphone. There was like, you know when like the dinosaurs all screech and yell on Jurassic Park? It sounded like that out the front of my house just then. You know? So <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I've got my cup of tea now. That's lovely. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, Glenn Abbott at GA WrestleNet on Twitter. Oh my word. This is a brilliant show. Didn't even think of this. The Mentalist. It went Never on. At- it. Oh, it's so good, Magsy. It is so, so good. It went on at four series too long. Should have ended with the uncovering of Red John, and they could have really done that in four series. Yes, 100%. 100%. He is a TV psychic, but he's not really psychic. He's just able to you know, read body, but like, like all psychics yeah. are, they can read body yeah. behavior and, and all that sort of stuff. And there's a serial killer called Red John on the loose, and Red John is killing fucking loads of people as serial killers tend to do it is their preference and um (laughs) he goes on a tv show and like a chat show like i suppose wogan or something like that and the host kind of says to him um have you got a message for for red john i imagine you can reach out to him via psychic abilities and all this sort of stuff and he's like a proper carny bullshitter and he plays into it and he's like oh i know you want to hand yourself in and all this sort of stuff and then he gets home and red john's been to his house killed his wife and kid as payback brilliant right so that's the first like 10 minutes of the show basically okay and then the next three or four seasons are him helping a police department almost like the fbi well he's helping he wants to find red john because of what's happened but the deal is because he's so good at reading people uh, and manipulating situations and so on 
he gets to, he has to help them with all of their cases because the Red John stuff might only pop up three or four times a season. You know, especially okay. coming to the end of the season. But then you also get the case of the week in between that he has to help them with. And, all, and it's absolutely fucking brilliant. And towards the end, when it, you have certain reoccurring characters and towards the end, it's literally a whodunit because there's multiple people who could be Red John and it's a proper head scratcher and it's fucking brilliant. And it's funny in places. The main character of, of the, the guy who plays the mentalist is superb. Well worth watching, Maxi. The ending is a bit wank, but it's still well worth it. Really good stuff. Sounds like something I would have enjoyed if I'd have watched it. There you go. It's available all over the place, mate. You can get it for nothing. Uh, and I suppose, I think finally, we have the inspiration behind this topic. Or have I missed any? Yeah, you've missed uh, Bang Bang Andy. Oh, um, Andy, I'm so sorry. It says, True Detective Season 1, nine, of, uh, 9 out of 10 all the way through until the last episode. Another program I've never seen, uh, True Detective. Not normally. But everyone says oh. it's really good. Well, obviously not the last episode, according to no. Mr. Bang Bang. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but yes, on to Steve-O, on to Steve-O. He says, uh, well, obviously, as mentioned the other day, The Jackal, one of those films where the bad guy is perfect in every way, but is brought down by Richard Gere in the most basic way in which why couldn't no one else do it then? It just angers me so much. That is true when stuff like that happens, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Uh, Die Hard 3, Simon Gruber actually gets away with it. But the last 10 minutes, John McClane looks like looks at a bottle of painkillers and realizes where the Germans are based on the location written on it and goes catching him. Again, Simon is an amazing bad guy, but is caught like that. Yeah, it is a little bit of a... Films like that that contain a MacGuffin. Um, it just annoys the fuck out of me. Like, yeah. You don't know what a MacGuffin is, do you? No. <laughs> so, a Mac- <laughs> so a MacGuffin is uh, something inserted pretty late into a film that, right. that basically answers the film right there. He looks at a bottle of painkillers and realises mm. the, they're there, but what if them painkillers weren't there? He would That film would have ended... Um, basically as a as a, a bag of shit yes. so it's something that's been inserted that wouldn't have ordinarily been been there yeah no i get you i get you. uh steve-o continues lost has been mentioned a million times uh, sorry i gotta say i feel like i've got a lisp this today do i sound a bit lisp i mean when you're doing a, an impression of someone with a lisp which is i, I think very in a pro but no i've not noticed <laughs> no i feel a bit lispy i don't know why maybe it's because i'm oh, i don't know anyway uh maybe lost has been mentioned uh, what sorry a beard trim i do i do i said to sharon earlier on i need a beard trim it's getting a bit it's all like in my mouth and shit it's too it's getting too wild mate i can grab a whole fistful of it now look, look at that i used to be able to do that and now i just keep man kind of snowy yeah, but I got too many chins after hide behind it. Um, <laughs> Lost has been mentioned a million times, says Steve-O. Just appalling. I was annoyed at the Detectorists Xmas, uh, Christmas special from last year. Lost okay. all of its heart and soul from the series and just seemed forced. Didn't really so, like it. So Steve-O has mentioned the Detectorists before, and I yes. have, at the time I'd never seen it. Um, and then it, it came up as, as a kind of like a recommended on our player. And okay. I thought, I thought, you know what? I'll I'll give it a, a, a try. 
And I bloody love The Detectorist. What yeah. a, a great show that is. What an absolutely great show. And you know what? The ending was forced. I get it. It's a happy ending for the sake of it. But I think it's a great way to, to finish up. Yeah, I loved it. So you're wrong there, Steve-O, unfortunately. The, that ending was 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 great. See, I watched it literally based on Steve-O's recommendation. <laughs> and I loved it. I, same as you. I thought it was really good. Really, really enjoyed it. I, I, I love the all the Simon and Garth Uncle references. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I can't remember the yeah, ending, the, though. The ending is, is it's where the land has been sold off. And then oh, yeah. they're, they're looking for like this this gold. They find a gold coin, and then it, uh, just as they're giving up, loads of gold coins trickle from the tree. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought it were bloody brilliant. Okay, yeah. Ah, uh, Steve-O continues. See, it's on Paranoid now. I'm trying really, really hard not to go. Th- 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 I've and it's making like- you do it. Yeah, I've ever banged my mouth at work, maybe, or something. It's, it's you know. Uh, Steve-O says, um, <laughs> Motherland, season one was brilliant. Season two, just meh. Season three picks up again and ends with a very morbid Christmas edition finale where I'm thinking, is that it? Mm? Okay. I remember watching maybe one or two episodes of it and just thinking... This this is not not for me, so I have no real comment on it, Steve. But I I mean, ninety nine percent of the time I agree with you, so I'm sure yes. I'm sure you're you're right. Yeah, and he also continues here. Oh yeah, Derek, excellent first series, but falls off a cliff in series three and the dreadful Christmas edition. To put in perspective, I nearly cried at moments in the first series, but sadly in season two and the Christmas edition, it's typical Gervais deciding to overdo the comedy side of things. Mm-hmm. I I liked Derek, but I, I kind of... It's been so long since I watched it, but I did I do remember watching season two and thinking to myself, I'm only watching this because I enjoyed it before, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, hoping it would, like, kick off again or something if that makes sense yeah yeah um yeah it absolutely makes sense um the thing with ricky gervais stuff is he, he, he seems to be able to nail two series pretty well but once he right. starts hitting that third one it it it's almost like he runs out of ideas he's done the same with okay. uh after, with afterlife afterlife mm-hmm. i think is a brilliant series but it's one season too many. It should have ended with right. season two, and same with same with Derek. Um, you can only milk that that kind of that affection for a character like Derek for so long before mm-hmm. you're you're retreading old ground. And 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 as Steve says, you you you're basically overdoing the comedy just to 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 stretch out the the series. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Thanks. Um, Steve continues a lot of stories in the bill end flat literally today just finished an episode where a main character is killed off but all that happens is the bad guys are chased end up flipping their car and it explodes and it's just oh is that it well I suppose if the cars I mean, exploded they're, they're brain bread aren't they I mean who, who doesn't like a car flipping and an explosion my concern would be in 
how is so much crime of like this in the the area of Sun Hill? That yeah. police force maybe need investigating. Yeah, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I think, isn't there? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Too mm. not enough time spent on the beat with these coppers. At Yalmorite on Twitter, they say the '94 '95 Division One playoffs. <laughs> 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 Bolton beat Wolves over two legs. John McGinley should have got sent off for assaulting David Kelly, but instead went on to score the winner. Football is scripted, isn't it? He says. <laughs> And I bet that still that still kills him. That absolutely still kills mm. him. Yes. Uh, Chris Bellis, at Real Chris Bellis on Twitter. He says, Twin Peaks, for me, is an excellent series. The original run, anyway. With a flat, baffling ending. Don't get me wrong. I know that's the point. But for all the questions I had, one of them wasn't, can this show return as even more of a convoluted, confusing mess 20 years later? <laughs> yeah, that's a show that I never, ever got into. Twin Peaks didn't watch the original, wasn't no. particularly interested in in the in the remake. All I know is from what I've read is that it's absolutely batshit. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. Uh, that's all I've got, mate. Unless I've missed anybody out. Um, no, I think you got pretty much all of them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And we've covered a lot of my thoughts and your thoughts already. Do you have any more to add? Yeah, I mean, there's a few movies that really fucking piss me off. Um, we've mentioned Lucy. That one annoys me. There's a film called uh, Remember Me. It's a Robert Pattinson kind of like almost chick flick. Um, and then it, the ending is uh, that he dies at the World Trade Center. So for like 95 minutes, this film mentions nothing about the World Trade Center whatsoever. Uh, it's like a, almost like a... a a love story, uh, and then he dies at the fucking World Trade Center, which is ridiculous. In, obviously, in nine eleven, mm. that one absolutely uh, pissed me off. I am Legend. That's another one. Um, just the the ending of that where the, he this guy is is, um, is the the only person who has this particular uh, blood that's uh, immune to turning into a zombie. Yeah, stuff like that is. It it it's just it's it's not realistic, is it, at all? Mm. Um, then there's Man of Steel. I don't know if you if you remember that. It's the Zack Snyder version of Superman, and Superman is known for uh, being very virtuous. He he he's one of his big um, caveats is that he does not kill people, and at the end of that, he kills General Zod, which just totally goes against everything about the whole film, uh, about the whole character, I suppose. But the one of the worst ones, and it it's another one what really pisses me off because it's something that I really got into at the time, there's a film called Identity. Oh, I think it's, yes. I think it's John Cusack. Uh, and the, the, the kind of premise of the story is that this group of people have all got trapped by bad weather at this motel. Yeah. And uh, John Cusack is playing this detective who's who's transporting this serial killer to, to, uh, to court. And all these people start dying one by one in, in ridiculous ways. Uh, but eventually Cusack is able to, to get this prisoner after the weather's uh, calmed down, but, uh, back on the bus and transported away. 
and then it turns out that none of those people were actually real and they're all um different people in in this gas split person in this murderous split personality so you spend a yeah. hundred minutes essentially watching nobody die because they're all in the head of a, see, uh, someone with a split personality. It fucking makes no sense. See, I like that. I love that film. I thought that was great. No. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. It's You think you're getting a kind of whodunit murder mystery, and then it turns out, yeah, none of that bullshit you just watched is real. It was just me talking to myself in my brain because I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> no, because the, the, the character is getting bumped off because he's he's speaking to like the psychiatrist as well, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And it's it's parts of his split personality that is getting discarded as they're whittling down to try and speak to the actual crazy person. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm aware of the story. It's just you see all the people die, and you think it's yeah. a murder mystery, and it's not. I liked I liked it. It's got Doctor Cox yeah. from Scrubs in it as well. I, I, I wouldn't know. Mm. I didn't watch yeah. Scrubs. He was good in Scrubs. He was good in Scrubs. Let's dive on through the chat, Magsy, because the one I really want to bring up now, I've already spoke about Lost and a few others and that. The one I want to bring up now, I know somebody has mentioned in the chat, so we'll comment on it when it pops up there. Okay, well, there's a, there's a lot to go back to. So um, Dan says, was Kevin Nash in Oz? Uh, and John, hello, John. Uh, thanks for, for, for joining. He says he was Oz. That is very, very true. He was. Um Connor says, uh, ABC for, for Lost uh, pretty much forced the writer's hand in extending the show because it kept bringing it in. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the problem. I bet Lost would have been a great three to four season show. But it is mm-hmm. what it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, we've covered this I one with Dan Griffiths saying that the Game of Thrones was like a marathon runner trying to do the last hundred minutes like you say, but and tripping up. Brilliant analogy. I absolutely love that. Um, Kyle, uh, Connor says, if you and Sharon start watching Game of Thrones, make sure it's just you, uh, the two of you in house, uh, for a nap because some of the content, oh, yes, there, there is some. Oh, yeah, I'm aware. There's a lot of sexy time in that show, incestual sexy time, the best oh, kind. The be- oh, my god. <laughs> Connor says it's all about ratings and commercial money when it comes to TV shows and wh- whether they get extended or not. Yep, absolutely, absolutely true. Dan Griffey says Hannibal was a great series. Still living in uh, vain hope of season four. That fucking cliff, yeah. Han- Hannibal was even going back to watch it now. It's still a great show. Just give up after after season two because season three will annoy you. Uh, Connor says he wants to give a shout out to the original Quantum Leap. Cheap plug there, there sir. Please use it. Um, when Sam got stuck in the leap and it just ended, hate that, but fell in love with the reboot. This is what I wanted to bring up. Sad's rant incoming. Um, not really a rant, but it was a shame that it ended the way it did. Uh, but the writing was on the wall anyway. The, the fifth season of Quantum Leap. What was great about Quantum Leap was the whole thing about the, the, the show was he was putting right what once went wrong. But it was the everyman. It was people that weren't famous, people that were, you know, things would happen in their lives and they'd lose a loved one or something, but whatever, you know? And that was fantastic because it, it could have been you or me that he was helping, whatever. Season five, the ratings were on, you know, 
dropping dramatically and we got silly shit like he leapt into Elvis, he leapt into Lee Harvey Oswald, he was Marilyn Manson's driver or body, not Marilyn Manson, sorry, that's called <laughs> He was with Marilyn Manson in the future. No, Marilyn Monroe, sorry, uh, her driver or bodyguard or something like that. And it just got a bit silly with, with the leaps into famous people. Um, then the ending, the last episode of season five is fucking fantastic. Really clever. If you've watched the previous episodes and, and you get what's going on with reoccurring characters coming back and all this sort of stuff. And then he's leapt into himself and he gets questions about what he wants to do. And he meets the person who's supposedly forcing him to leap and he can go wherever he wants, but he chooses not to go home. He chooses to go and help his friend, which he didn't do in season three. I think it was. And then it just fades to black and says, Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. And when you watch it, it's, it's brilliant television and it's a really sad ending to a show. But then you think, okay, uh, an hour or two after it, you think, well, that was bollocks actually, because he did really, he did so much good for so many people. Why the it fuck could Sam go, go home? home? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the one theory is that he's actually making himself leap because he doesn't want to stop and all this sort of shit. But hopefully, in the in the, the the relaunch that they're doing present day, they're in their second season now. There's hints that Sam might get bought home because it doesn't have him in it at the moment, and so so we'll see. But yeah, it is a shame. It is a shame how that show ended. But they canned it. They thought they were getting a sixth season. They actually filmed a scene to finish that season. Well, Sam got home. Well, hints towards what was going to happen in the next season towards that, and then they were told, "Yeah, that's not happening." So they had to just change it. So they yeah. chucked up Dr. Sam Beckett, never returned home, and spelt his fucking name wrong. After five seasons as well, they didn't yep. even know his name. That reminds yep. me of a, an, another one that I, I, I can easily bring up. Um, do you remember a, a kid's cartoon program called Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, we've had this conversation, I think, because that was – I loved that show. It was so good. It was mm-hmm. so – it was funny. Um, it was – the artwork on it was absolutely superb, uh, but basically these these this group of little kids get on this uh, this roller coaster, which ends up transporting them back uh, into basically the world of Dungeons and Dragons, and they all take on these kind of almost superhero uh, characters. Like there's a there's a, an archer, and there's a, a a kid who's like a almost like a mini Viking uh, wizard, yeah. things like that. Um, and that show never got an ending the kids never ended up getting home and it just it grounds me because they had so many episodes there's there's literally hundreds of episodes of the show and they got cancelled before they could write the 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 script for the last show i think the the producer ended up doing a storyboard of what would have happened when they got home but yeah it they never got home which is just annoying especially if you watch Mm. the show like all the way through yeah it's ridiculous yeah it is and then you get lost that has effectively five different endings throughout its last couple of seasons and it's just bullshit at the end anyway <laughs> it's not fair Max. it's not fair magsy sam needs it's to come not. home it, well maybe um dan says he's uh, glad that he's not the only one who remembers revolution mags what was a really bingeable I'm, I think it means show, but episode that that works well yeah it was a great show uh another one that go and watch it uh, but just be prepared to be uh, disappointed when they don't get the third season. 
Uh, Connor says, Bodies is on Netflix here in the States. Going to start watching it soon. Yeah, it's honestly... Okay. I'm, so good. It's, it's four episodes so far have been such a mindfuck. Um, I can't wait for the next four. Oh, my God. It's only just started as well, Maxi. It's going to get so much more of a mindfuck. It's amazing. Right, well... Keep it stum, sir. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dan yeah. Griffin says, if I were to rewrite the end of the village, I'd have the monsters be real and just devour everyone. Fuck <laughs> well, the adults, yeah, because they're all nubbins, weren't they? One of them was yeah. like trying to, one of them was like an alcoholic. One of them was like trying to run away from massive debts that he had. Yeah, fuck them all. Um, Connor says, if you're into horror movies, watch The Witch. It will fuck your head up. So many twists and turns. It's uh, it's set in 1630 New England at the heart of the Salem witch trials. Okay. Uh, I think I might have seen it, but I can't remember it. So, yeah, I might give it a viewing to see if I can refresh my memory. Uh, Dan says, is Lemmy kicking fuck out of the roaming gang of bad sheep? <laughs> <laughs> if Lemmy were out there and there was a sheep, he'd be more intrigued to try and make a friend, I think, because he's just not right, he, is he? He would try and hump the sheep, wouldn't he? Uh, he no, he don't do that, mate. We, we lobbed his balls off, didn't we? Don't stop the, the winky working. Well, okay. It's not the <laughs> urge, though. <laughs> that's that's very true. Uh, Sharon says she, she loves the mentalist. And then Dan, yeah, you but you just, just call him Sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, Connor says, never seen True Detective, but uh, the Bring It Back uh, in January with a spin-off. What, there's a spin-off of True Detective? That's another show I won't watch as well. Um that Durr, uh, welcome to the show, says Derek was unwatchably bad. I, I mean, unwatchably is, might be a stretch, but that third season, yeah, was not good. Um, question for Mags. Do you want to buy a cock roll? Cock, cock, I'm assuming that's meant to be cock rail. Um, no. That's I think that's a... a pitch, it? it is, yes. Uh, and then again... Fitch says, uh, Ricky Gervais um, should stop before he starts. Only thing he's done uh, that was reasonably enjoyable was The Office. No, nope. he's also done the uh, the Ricky Gervais radio show, which is absolutely hilarious with Carl Pilkington. So look yes, that up that on YouTube. Uh, Connor just got a text from my sister saying she's uh, flaying on for, uh, I'm assuming flying, flying. down. Yeah, must be. Lying down on Thanksgiving morning and she'll be staying with us a few days. So I'm happy that I get to see her after a few months. Oh, that's great news. Oh, so I love it, yeah. yeah. Go and take her out, treat her, well, if she's only in town for a few days. And then Dan Griffin says, Ricky Gervais should just uh, stop. The one good thing that Ricky Gervais is doing now is every time he hosts uh, um, an award show in Hollywood, he just fucking rags on the people who are getting awards and, and the how rich and uh, affluent they are. I love that part of him where he's just giving yeah. people shit. Uh, but yeah, in terms of TV programs and movies, yeah, give it, a, give it as a rest, Rick. We can't miss you if you're never away. Well, that's true. That is true. Oh my goodness. What a mammoth non-wrestling topic. We're, we're already you know, this far into the show. Um, we've got a wrestling match to cover. We've got to put forward our options for the poll. We've got to discuss, you know, Hulk Hogan being a Billy bullshitter. And then we gotta go, Magsy. I mean, I should, and I should be in bed in ten minutes. We gotta really press on. So, let's, shall we talk let's a bit? through it a little <laughs> bit? Uh, let's get ready to rumble.
Okie dokie then. I want a poll. Hooray! Feels like it's happened in a long, long time. And we're going back to the summer of 1992. Beach Blast, WCW's first Beach Blast pay-per-view. There was only a couple of them. Um, I think I think maybe mm-hmm. 94 was the last one. They ran a show called Beach Blast well, in 94, or was it just 93? On, on the network, there's only the two. The two of them. Right, okay. So what did we have in 94? Uh, 94 might have been Bash at the Beach then instead. But yes, um, not not many of these ran. But you know, there's a, there's some good wrestling to be had on these on these shows at this time. The Iron Man <laughs> matches, in particular, um, obviously anything Barry Windham and Arn Anderson are involved in, of course, goes without saying. Don't shake your little burly head at me. And uh, <laughs> but we are going to look at the WCW World Champion Sting taking on a quite young looking Mick Foley in his original Cactus Jack guise in a Falls Count Anywhere match, but not just Falls Count Anywhere. We're told at the start of the match, Falls Count Anywhere on the Gulf Coast, which kind of tickled Mm -hmm. me a little bit. That's the most WCW thing ever, isn't it? What a nonsense stipulation. Yeah, and this was from, I think, Mobile, Alabama, the the area, which is like an hour away (laughs) a full whole hour away from the actual coast. Yeah. So the fact that they called it beach blast in a, in a city that was an hour away from the <laughs> beach is ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Indeed. It is ridiculous. Um, this is really early sting. This is surface sting and he's still got the, um, the original sting music, you know, that down, 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 you know, really, it feels very eighties, even though we're in mid 92 here. And I think that's an issue that we have with WCW in this era. And even more so going into say 95, at, at least that it still feels like late eighties. Yeah. yeah. And I think that really hinders the product at times, Magsy. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a problem that not only WCW, but WWF had, it, had that same problem in a way when they, tried to push with the new generation it mm. was clinging on to what had worked in the mid to late 80s early 90s um and and kind of not moving with the times even though they've got in this match a char- uh, character in cactus jack that is incredibly fresh in 1992 really kind of sticks out like a sore thumb uh, mm-hmm. when you look at the the kind of characters and wrestlers in in 1992 WCW so it's it's almost like um a clash of old guard and and kind of new style in this yeah and the old guard with regards to i suppose the rules that WCW um were putting in place at this point or King is really Bill pro- Watts Bill Watts this is when he he didn't last long in WCW but i can remember as a kid this happening I can remember watching WCW Worldwide and so on on ITV, and I can remember when they banned moves from the top rope. They banned wrestlers being thrown over the top rope. They took away the mats at ringside, so it was bare concrete to try and stop wrestlers doing stuff outside the ring. And it was... I remember those things happening as a kid and being a bit gutted that the moves off the top rope weren't going to happen. The mats and everything else... I was too young to understand why that would be relevant to me. I didn't, I was like 10, 11, whatever it may well be, but the moves off the top, I was thinking, Oh man, that's a real shame. And it, it, it seems such a daft thing, but I mean, obviously it worked for Bill Watts when he was promoting in mid safe, but he yeah. was promoting mid safe in 1984. 
This is 1992. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different scenario, isn't it? Yeah, wrestling had, had moved on. And he, he was probably trying to harken back to what worked in 1984, mm. but it just didn't yeah. work now. No. Or it didn't work in 1992. And, and the wrestlers were very against it. The fans were certainly against it. Um, yeah, and he just was so pig-headed about it that he, he almost wanted to run the company very um almost authoritarian yes there was no flexibility with him and he made a lot of enemies because of that yeah and that's why he didn't last very long at all but there we go um i do like however the entrance way for these wsw shows because the aisle way and the ramp and so on is all one and it's all one height and it's all the same height as the actual mat for the ring itself so the mat runs that you know you climb out the ring and that entrance way is raised all the way back to the the actual door or the entrance that the wrestlers come from the dressing rooms from and cactus jack makes his entrance first and waits for sting halfway down the aisle which is obviously elevated ring height and that's brilliant because then sting comes out you know the bleached hair the makeup and these incredibly bright garish pink tights which looks so crazy now to think that's what he used to wear looking at him nowadays but obviously this was his, his gimmick at the time drops the world title on the floor takes his coat off runs and, down, and AJ at it. yeah and the crowd go mad mad i mean sting here they love sting don't they this crowd that he is oh, over he's the white meat baby face of all white meat baby faces the, yes the, the crowd absolutely love him and this is a a crowd of elderly women the majority yeah. i mean the 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 whole of the 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 front row are pretty much old women this one who is even having a bit of a, a buffet whilst she's there she holds she has a paper plate and i think she's got a bit of quiche and an egg sandwich <laughs> on it yeah the, but they loved sting absolutely loved him everything he did just got massive reactions indeed um we get a unique spot here that's only really capable to happen, only really able to happen, sorry, because of that unique ramp that runs all the way down, where the guys run the ropes, but they're outside the ring. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I love it. It's, it's so simple, and they can only do it because of the actual surroundings that they've got in WCW at this time. But it just looked so weird, but brilliant at the same time. And we yeah. have the guys, the guys running the ropes on the outside of the ring, and then Sting backdrops Jack onto the ramp, which makes a horrific noise when he lands, and then hits him with a bulldog as well for a two count. And we're straight away seeing that Jack's going to take some silly bumps in this match, isn't he, Maxi? Yeah, and the, and the bulldog is almost it, it. It reminded me of a famouser. Really well done. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, like I said, now uh, you can tell we're going to get some some big bumps. Bear in mind that this is still 1992, and if you're comparing this to, say, 97, 98, 99, it's nowhere near that level. No, but no, But for no. 1992, this was a pretty damn hardcore match. Um, mm. A lot of the action takes place on the outside of the ring, um, but one of the best spots for me is when Sting tries the the, the Stinger Splash uh, tries to from the outside, Barry Man. We're still on the outside on on the, on yes. the entrance where, and Cactus ducks and and Sting 
essentially Stinger splashes the co- the, the the actual corner post, catches it on, on the chest, and ends up in the ring. What I thought that that for ninety nine two was a great spot. The top rope as well literally wallops him in the bollocks. Yeah, it does. And, it does. He and took you can a see few the- hits off that. <laughs> He's got a bit of a gut rot. He's got. A, he's winded a bit from that ball shot, I think, because he drops to the deck, tries to try, almost tries to get up, and then just goes, "Oh no, maybe not yet." <laughs> yeah, he looked very uncomfortable, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Jack follows this up though with the, the, the Cactus Jack spot that was so you know used. There's there's certain moments in this match where you can see stuff that Foley would do a great deal in his later career as well. But there's also moments that he did as Cactus Jack early on that kind of stopped being done after a few years i suppose because of wear and tear and one of them is this he's on the apron of the ring sting is now on the floor rather than the ramp and jack just runs and hits an elbow drop onto the concrete now he's obviously trying to protect his opponent so the elbow's not literally driving into sting's chest but jack's hip and leg and ribs are smashing into that concrete and he is not a small man so that's got to do some damage and then he, he gets on the apron again and does the diving sunset flip on, yeah. onto the concrete. Um, like I said, if you compare this with, with late 90s, early 2000s, this seems tame. But back in 92, doing these dives on bare concrete, the crowd mm-hmm. were just ravenous for this. The the the, the the fans were just going mental at, the, at these spots. And you see then we... Uh, they start using the guardrail as, as a major weapon. Um, and when uh, Sting and Cactus are both bouncing each other's heads off it, the old old women in the front row are going mental. You see them all like cheering and hollering like, yeah, smash his yeah. fucking face in. It's they, great, are, it? they, they, they are an angry, angry crowd. Yes, they do not like Jack. Um, no. <laughs> you mentioned there about the, the sunset flip spot. Uh, we also get a suplex as well they end up fighting into the crowd at one point and sting suplexes Jack onto the floor. And again, this is bare concrete. There's nothing down and it looks weird. Doesn't it? Because we're always used to something, but this just looks weird. It looks like they've not finished setting the arena up. And again, you talk about modern day uh, and even wrestling just 10 years after this, with regards to what the guys do in the ring and the aerial stuff and so on. But you got to remember the likes of the Bucks and so on now, and even Hangman is a bit bigger than the Bucks, uh, doing these moonsaults to the floor and all that sort of stuff. Yes, okay, they've got Crash Mass down, but they're what? They're, they're a certain height, uh, and the Young Bucks are what? Neither of them are over two hundred pounds. I don't think there's not much to them. No. This man here, he's 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 clocked as being three hundred and four pounds. He I, is a I massive man. I, yeah, I don't think there's much embellishing on that number. No. No, and he is walloping his body on the concrete over and over and over. And some of the noises we get, first of all, from the ramp and then from the chair shots as well, but also from hitting the concrete, it's yeah, it's pretty, it's it's, it's, it's yeah. born on concrete. That's the noises that you get. Um, so yeah, they, they spend a little bit of time in, in the crowd, and you see all the officials having to hold these crazy old women back because they all want to yeah, get their brilliant. hands on Sting. Uh, I think Bill Alfonso is the referee and he's, he's there yes. trying to marshal everyone around. And then another move that, that looks ordinary now, but back in 1992, Sting does a, a suplex on that concrete and the mm-hmm. way Cactus Jack takes it, how he didn't 
proper hip out of place is beyond me because he gets slammed into into yeah. into that concrete. It's it's ridiculous. It is. Uh, Jack does take control eventually, though, when we actually finally return to the ring um, after some near falls on the outside and so on. I mean, that's something I really like about this as well. It's not just a spot fest. It's not just, oh, let's do this suplex. Let's do the backdrop on the cement. Let's do this. Every time there's an opportunity, both guys are trying to make a cover and win the match, Yeah, which makes it make sense. You know, it makes it make sense. It's not just, oh, we've done a backflip. Let's go and do another backflip because it looks good. It's a sporting contest. They're supposedly trying to win and they're making it look like they're trying to win. But we do get back into the ring and Cactus Jack hits a uh, a pretty stiff looking clothesline to finally take control. Yeah. And this is where we get Jim Ross talking about Sting's current feud with Vader over the world title. And Vader has done in Sting's ribs. And then Jack starts working these ribs with um, a leg scissors around his body and also running into the corner when Sting is propped up in the buckles and hitting him in the ribs that way. And again, it just, it just it's very simple, but it makes sense for the story they're trying to tell, Maxie, doesn't it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, like you said, the, he's working a body part and there's no, there's not a lot better in wrestling than when um, wrestlers have a, on, on attacking a body part and doing it uh, yeah. purposefully. They are trying to weaken their opponent instead of doing moves for the sake of, wow, that looks awesome. They're trying to win the match. It's as simple yeah, as that. just the way it should be. It's the way it should be. I've done it wrong. Again, I, I, I always use the Bucks as an example. Maybe I'm a bit unfair to them, but it's the first thing that pops in my head. But that sort of style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Incredible athletes. Fantastic to watch. Crazy, exciting matches they put on. But it does seem like a dance sometimes, or it does seem like they're going from it, spot it, you to can, spot. You can and sense the choreography. Yeah. yeah. You can sense if the they, choreography. If they did one of their incredibly spectacular and sometimes not quite believable moves and then went for a cover, it might help a little bit rather and than if, hitting this. And if the wrestlers didn't magically wobble into position or. Oh, there you go. For it, where in this match, it looks like a, a fart where. where body parts are being focused on to to mm. weaken the opponent yeah there you go there you go um we end up back on the floor again we get the this the cactus jack clothesline spot that sends <clears throat> excuse me sorry that sends them both flipping over the top rope which is how jack lost half of his ear in germany wasn't it against vader they're doing yes. that spot and getting his head the stuck in the, the ropes the, and, yeah yeah the dead man the the yeah. hangman spot yeah. yeah, he never learned. Never learned from no, that, did he? He didn't. <laughs> um, this is when Cactus Jack gets a chair and he starts uh, walloping Sting across the back, which at first glance, we're kind of used to that now in modern day wrestling because the chair shots to the head are, are kind of frowned upon in, in most situations and rightfully so. So sometimes in modern day, it looks a bit tame because they're not striking the head anymore. Like, like how you and I might've grown up watching magazine, the attitude era and so on. Mm-hmm. But here Jack's walloping sting on the back and the chair is buckling and breaking. And the noise again is incredible just from hitting him on the back. And I think I'm glad he didn't hit him in the head. Cause that looked, that looked stiff and awkward. I mean, we watched a match just last week where, where people were getting waffled with chairs yes. in the head. So to see wrestlers earlier than that being sensible, that's fine. And you don't need the the headshots. And I wish that era of wrestling 
uh, didn't happen, really. Well, yeah, there we go. Um, Cactus Jack kind of hits Sting with a pile driver on the concrete. Sting kind of half gets out. It's, you know. Yeah, I, I, it almost looks like Cactus's knee buckles. Mm. Like he's, he's genuinely picked up an injury in this match. And like I said, he, 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 he pretty much almost drops him on his head. Um, yeah. So I think that's, so far, that's the only real kind of eek moment of the match. Other than that, yeah. it's been really good so far. Uh, we get another crazy moment from Jack as well, though, don't we? Because on this occasion, he goes up to the middle rope while Sting is on, not in the ring, on the floor, the concrete mm-hmm. floor, and <laughs> and crazy Cactus Jack. I think it's another elbow he goes for, Magsy. Is that right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, but Sting moves. He does. Brutal. Yeah, and he just crashes into the concrete and like, oh my word, and it's just... The guy was mental. How he's still alive now yeah. is, is beyond me. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're back on the ramp again and we're fighting uh, around there as well. And this time, Sting has hold of the chair and he hits Jack a few times and we get those incredible noises again from those from those chairs and, and so on that they were using. Boink! Yes. Um, Cactus Jack DDT's staying on the ramp. And I don't know what the ramps are made of. I'm assuming it's just a type of wood. I don't know how hollow they are. But the, the, that particular spot, the hitting of the DDT, there's almost like an echo to it. Yeah, there definitely was. It. That's definitely a wooden box that this this right. And you get Jim Ross on commentary saying, all that's protecting Sting's head is that thin piece of carpet. Yeah, give the game away there, Jim. um and then very quickly the match is over yeah and this this uh, watching this now in 2023 it's a bit of a damp squib ending but i understand why because in in 1992 bill watts he had banned moves off the top rope so the fact Uh that this was a no disqualification style match winning with a, a a move off the top rope it makes sense, but it's just a, it's just a, a, a bog standard diving clothesline. Yeah. It just, I mean, it still looks it good. Is. Don't get me wrong. I mean, again, we come back to, you know, these aren't cruiserweights. These aren't little guys. Stings what? He must be six, four, six, five. He's 250 pounds. He's jumping off the top rope to diagonally go across to the ramp to hit a flying clothesline. So it looks, again, it, you, you place yourself back in 92, it probably looked even more spectacular than it does now and so on. But it just does feel like once he's hit that, we almost want something else before a, a he finish wins, move, maybe. Yeah. A finish move, yeah. yeah. Like locking, maybe the Scorpion death locking, have yeah. cactus tap out or something like that. But it, it is what it is. Um, and it was a very quick match for one mm. with such a hardcore stipulation. I think it only goes just over 11 minutes. Yes. But the pace of it as well, it's not, it doesn't feel rushed. It's not like they're going from one thing to another super fast because they're selling They're you know, they're, they're making sure that what they're doing is registering to the people watching at home. But, the pace of it feels like a hundred, like both guys are going a hundred mile an hour 
mm-hmm. while still being able to fit in the, almost the storytelling aspect that you know, oh, his ribs are hurting, so he sells the ribs and so on. It's not spot, spot, spot finish. Yeah, if I've explained that properly. No, you're you're absolutely right. I, I think for me, I I enjoyed it. I think it could have done with maybe a little bit more time. Um, and it, it's always weird watching a world heavyweight title match in the middle of a card. Oh, um, it wasn't for the title. That makes it even weirder. No, well, the champion in the middle yeah. of the card, yeah. Um, but for a prototype of a hardcore match, yeah, it, it was it it didn't outstate its welcome. They didn't mm-hmm. overstretch it and and kind of make it silly. It, it made sense for the, the the time period it was in. Yeah, and, and where it was in the in the in the sort of standings of the pay per view, they still had an Iron Man match to put on after this. Mm-hmm. And their main event was a world tag, tag team, team match, yeah. yeah, which they were going to be given a, quite a lot of time to as well. Well, that so went kind of under- as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of understand why this was maybe as short as it was because they must be thinking at the other end of the show, well, we've got these big long matches to come. We've got to try and make sure we don't overrun. But I- I'm guessing, and I don't know that for a fact. I'm, I'm just assuming, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the elements there make sense. It's just weird seeing potentially your biggest star of the company mm. like in in the piss break section yeah yeah <laughs> well in my opinion if you went for a piss here you would have missed something pretty good but magsy mm-hmm. we always go to you first out of 10 what are you thinking i i enjoyed this i really it's not a match that i remember seeing before um i think it's it's really fresh for the for the era um yeah. It's it it really stands out on this card because it's it just feels new and like I said, fresh. Um kind of like the 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 essence of a hardcore match, something that we'd see more and more uh over the over the coming years. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really uh well done match, a little bit short, um and, and the placing on the card was a little bit weird for me, but I I'm happy giving this as an eight. Oh wow, okay. Oh, you've actually gone higher than me. Hmm. I've got seven point five. I mean, a smidge higher than yeah, a smidge higher, but still, I didn't think you'd go higher than me for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad, and it is a match that I'd happily watch again. So, and I, I suppose when we do these kind of things, sometimes people um, they watch the match before they listen to the show. Um, sometimes they just listen to the show and, and and don't check out the wrestling matches and so on. This is 11, 12 minutes long. Yeah. Go and check it out because don't be put off by the fact it's WCW. Don't be put off by the fact it's 30 years ago. It's an enjoyable 12 minutes of wrestling. So go and check it out. You, you, you're probably going to enjoy it. Agreed. But there we go. Magsy, where would you like to go next week? Okay. So when looking for a link, I think ah. I- may have stumbled upon your reason for picking this match. Okay. Because Beach Blast only has a couple of, of, um, of shows, and Beach Blast 1993 has a, a world heavyweight title match with your BFF, Mr. Barry Windham, uh, facing okay. Ric Flair. So I thought, he's trying to fucking wangle a Barry Windham link in here. Um, our best... Uh, up my game to make sure that Barry Windham uh, doesn't rock up. So I thought I would link to 
the 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 Mobile Civic Center, which where the, where this was from, um, and that's oh, had quite, okay. so that's had quite a a, a a a large history with with fairly modern day wrestling. Um, but there's only ever been two pay per views there. One was this one that we've we've just talked about, and then the other was 1998 WCW Uncensored. Um, right, hang on, I just stop you there one second. I've used exactly the same formats to link to exactly the same pay per view. But have we gone for exactly the same match? This is going to be interesting. I've got a funny feeling we might have, but go on. What have you got from Uncensored '98? So. For Uncensored 1998, there's quite a few fair to middling matches um, for for um, Dave Meltzer's ratings, uh, but there's a couple that are kind of outstanding. Um, and the one I'm going for is a triple threat match for the WCW United States title, and it sees Diamond Dallas Page versus Chris Benoit versus Raven. Why? I, I think I know what you've gone for. I think you may have gone for a match closer to the end of the card, a match that we've covered in a different company. I think you're right. I think you've gone for Bret Hart versus Kurt Hennig. Why? You can see my notes right here. Because that was... I had three picks from this pay-per-view. I was either going to go for that, Bret Hart versus Kurt Hennig, DDP versus Benoit versus Raven, or Jericho versus Dean Malenko. Because they are three uh, okay, three yeah. bangers on these on this card. So Right, well, there you go. I don't need to tell you. My link. That, must be, a first. that must be a first. That's that we weird, isn't it? Matches from the same pay-per-view. And we've linked exactly the same way by the venue. I don't think we have done that before. Have we had matches from the same? Company? I was I was convinced you was gonna go for uh, Beach Blast '93 and and Barry Windham versus Ric Flair for the the title. Do you know I what's com- absolutely- I, I worked myself into a shoot, brother. Do you know what's absolutely disgusting on my part, Magsy? You didn't even think of it, did you? Totally forgot that match happened. <laughs> <laughs> But those are your options for next week's poll, which will be up towards the end of the week on our Twitter at chain underscore wrestling. There we have two matches from uncensored 1998 from the same building that hosted Beach Blast 92. Hence the link. We have Magsy's choice of Diamond Dallas Page versus Chris Benoit versus Raven for the United States title. Magsy, was it? It is. Yep. Triple yes. threat in a triple threat match very highly rated contest there or we have Brett the Hitman Hart versus Kurt Henning Mr. Perfect uh, from the same show Uh, like I said the poll will be up later in the week make sure you're voting retweeting and all that good stuff to get hopefully to talk about the match that you want us to discuss there we go Maxi I suppose we've only got one thing left to cover before we dive into the chat haven't we Uh, we have well let me Something, liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging from a telephone wire, squirming, squirming, pants are burning when I lie, my hips start turning. Wow, that's unbelievable. Look, man, I made a mistake. Hulk <laughs> so, Hogan, the big, massive yellow prick. Um, <laughs> so, Jesse, the body Ventura, 
um, try to form a union for the wrestlers so they could have uh, yes. pay, uh, pay parity and, and, and uh, better contracts. And he was uh, snitched, someone snitched on him. It was Hulk Hogan, snitched to Vince McMahon. Um, but Hulk Hogan, being friends with Jesse Ventura, denied that he, uh, he ever outed um, Jesse as the person setting up the, the, the union. I never, ever admitted it to his face. So Hogan is a prick. So he's a two-faced Billy Bullshitter. Yes. And a grass. And, and his son's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. He's just, he's just family, a, what a knobhead. Yeah, what a collection of idiots. His ex-wife, fucking hell, all of them, idiots. Anyway, oh, I love that, mate. I love the fact that we're digging at Hogan every week. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Let's scan quickly through the chat before we depart and I get to go to bed because I am tired. So Dan Griffin says there is no one more bloodthirsty than old ladies in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all yeah. of them had flowery dresses on and they were all angry as fuck. Properly, properly mental Um, Sharon dropping a yawn. Um, and then Dan saying, Give over, Shar. This is uh, Victorian wrestling. This Victorian wrestling is interesting. Remember who picked it? (laughs) Sharon uh, then laughs and says, For uh, for your information, I wasn't being rude. Sar just tried to hide a big yawn. I did. I did yawn. Yes, I did yawn. Like I said, I'm not tired. is Is the yeah, he's oh, yeah. tired. And Dan Griffey says, of course you weren't. And Dan says, if I remember right, the cactus losing the ear was because the German ropes were effectively elevator cables and they pulled tight around his neck. He had to uh, wiggle free and it cost him his look. Yeah, that, I, I think I remember reading that in his book. And it went uh, sort of Dan, twanged, didn't it? And just ripped it clean off. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think WCW ropes are literally rope, um, made out rope and... and um, WWF and a lot of European uh, rings are, are made of steel, essentially. Like twi- yeah, twisted I, I steel. Think, wasn't it? I think WWF was still using rope as well. I think WCW were using cable for some shows. And I knew it was one or the other. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Something like uh, I don't and- know. Dan says, high rating from Max, what a turn up for oh. the books and exactly what this match deserves. You know, it was a... I, I do not agree with this area of wrestling. Um, it, sorry, it doesn't agree. It's not math scene, I suppose, but I did enjoy this bloody match. It was a, a cracky match. Um, and he says, I cannot not go for a Brett versus Hennig, but a 50-50 would be nice. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> <laughs> he's always going to chuck it out there, Magazine. I don't think it matters what we put forward. I think that's always what he's going to want. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. it's it's just the the way of Griffin. He just likes to watch the world burn. <laughs> exactly, mate. Oh, there we go. There we go. That I suppose is the end of this week's chain wrestling live. Magzi, before we depart, John, let everyone know whereabouts they can find your good self online. Yeah. Um, first, thank you all for sticking with us. I mean, yes. you could have easily been watching the England match and uh, us going uh, Broadway, going long. Um, just thank you thank you for for sticking around we absolutely massively yeah, appreciate definitely. you as always uh follow me on tiktok down here or you can <laughs> you absolute arsehole then if you just put dance for me podcast puppets <laughs> that's what it feels like sometimes like, yeah 
Um, yeah, you can follow me on 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 TikTok at PodFatherMags, or you can follow me on Twitter at PodFatherMags. Um, probably won't answer or acknowledge you even start following me, so maybe don't bother doing that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Um, anything I'm involved in, you can find by the network that carries this show, and that's all over pretty much bloody everywhere Spotify, uh, iTunes, all the places you've listened to your podcasts, YouTube, of course, that's where we are now, Twitch, Radio uh, Gloucester, Radio Gloucester, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at SJP World Media. Oh, no. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we've got so much content there, it's so difficult to list. We've got music podcasts, we've got the stuff looking at. Doctor Who, Quantum Leap. We've got all sorts. Of, I mean, the Doctor Who, by the way, firmly now into its fifth season, and it, I'm bloody loving having that back. It's great stuff talking to Dad Griffin again about that, about that, that crazy alien in the blue box, and just poking fun at some of the old shit that where the set wobbles and stuff like that. We do it from a place of love, but it's quite funny to look back on sometimes. But you can go check that out as well via SJP World Media. But most importantly, you can find and follow this show on Facebook and Twitter at chain underscore wrestling and if you do have a twitter make sure you are following us because that's where our non-wrestling topics and our weekly polls go up and if you don't have a twitter start one up just to follow us because we're fucking worth it so there we go i mean that was a cool run thank you uh maxi i'm off now quite simply to go to fucking bed i'll speak to you next week my friend barry windham loses the title to rick flair at beach west 1993